You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny mick ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. And welcome to episode 138 of Nerd Rage Radio with your host, Adam Russman and Bobby Skullface. We have like no notes. We have no notes. But as a result, I feel like it's like a substitute teacher day. Oh, yeah. They're like, Adam. And I'm like, present. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, man, right? Yeah, why was right? it so fun? Dude, I want to start off the episode with my wife is low-key very funny. Yeah. Sometimes I don't give her enough credit. Hmm. So she told me a story the other day. Okay. Enjoyed it so much. That I had to, I have to like bring it to the people. To the people. All right. So she works in a like a financial company where, um, if any time somebody has like in her company, somebody's like card is is uh, their information is released or you know hackers or whatever, she's got to like let people know it's like part of her job, right? Mm. So she's got this one dude who calls all the time, and he's just like one of these Debbie Downers. Mm-hmm. So anytime he calls. For whatever reason, he's just got to tell you a story about how shitty his life is, or you know. So nobody ever wants to talk to him, sure. right? And she tends to to get stuck with him because she usually answers the phone. Uh-huh. And so she got this she got this notice for this guy, and she's like, "Oh man, I don't want to email him and let right. him know because he's going to be a fucking pain in the ass." So well, she doesn't want to call him, right? Because sure. he's going to be on the phone. She's like, "I'll just email him; it'll be fine." So she emails him, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't reply to the email. Like, he, she's emailed him for other things. Mm-hmm. He's talked to her three, four dozen times, mm-hmm. right? So, no, you know, knows who Pamela Russman should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, so finally he calls back, but the different number, and her coworker picks up. And he's like, uh, I got an email for me. Pamela Russman, is, is she a real person? And, like, he's like, yeah, she... She works here. He's like, oh, I just, make, just want to make sure because... You should have jumped on, you ain't dreaming, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I just want to make sure because, you know, I, there's a, you know, maybe, oh, God, like last year I clicked on something and it's probably how they stole And he goes into his his, sure, his whatever. So they get off the phone and everybody, and like, you know, her co-workers, like, kind of, like, get that look on his face and everybody's like, What's, who's he talking to? He's like, oh, it was it was Joe Schmuckatelli. He wanted to know if uh, Pam was a real person. And, and my wife looked at him and said, he's like, maybe he thought I was... Spamala Russman. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. <laughs> and I was like, good form. Yeah. I knew I married you for the right reasons. That's, that's right up my alley. Dude, I know. Like the perfect dad joke, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it the wife joke? Mm-hmm. I guess it is. Mom. Anyway, we we probably should just, maybe we should just start a new segment right now. Just like go online and find some random shit to talk about. Because we literally recorded this podcast on Thursday. It is now Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So we did Thursday night, pushed it out Friday. So we really only have Friday and Saturday. Yeah, there are a couple little tidbits. Little tidbits. Little tidbits on the thing. But you know what? We just want to get ahead of the game to make sure yeah. we get out a, a quality, product quality product to those who listen to us. And, you know, you never know. You might have a long trip coming up. 
and you just want to put your headphones on, and maybe your earbuds, your Apple Air earbuds or whatever, if you're I one of those guys. I like things in my ears. Speaking of my ears, I do have a funny story to tell you. Shoot. I get a text message from an unknown number recently. Uh-huh. And it said, Georgia? Question mark. And I said, who is this? Uh-huh. And they said, Mike, from adult dating services dot such and such. Oh. So I said, oh, what's up, babe? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, nothing, just, you know, really nervous about, about meeting, you know, and oh, this and that. God. And I was like, and I was like, it should be fine. You know, is this your first time? You know, and he's like, yeah, and we're going back and forth, right? I mean, healthy exchange, just quick little oh, dude. back and forth. So then uh, he said, <laughs> if your face pics are anything like your body pics, you're going to be super hot. Oh, nice. So I said, well, there is something we should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what is it? And I said, I only have one ear channel. <laughs> The other ear is completely fleshed over. <laughs> now there's like this big long pause. You know what I mean, like, like I'm talking about, like I mean, we were ping, 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 ping. and then there's this really long pause. I wonder if he's reviewing the pics to see if he can see it. And all of a sudden, he comes back and says, "Well, you know, it's it's what makes you unique, and it's your story, and you're telling it. Oh, I'm like, that sweet. is so understanding. Uh, people often make fun of me and say things like, can, <laughs> you know, do you hear what I'm saying? You know, I feel like you're only getting half the story. And all- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that would be a funny segment just to go on one of those adult dating sites, put your phone number in there with some hot chick, just so guys text you stupid shit. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, that would be good. God. We should do that. So you, is he still talking to you? No, no, no. So did you break it to him? No, no. What happened? Did you just stop? You stopped I blocked it? the number. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, dude, he probably, he's like, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> he's supposed uh, to be, he was supposed to be meeting me yesterday at some local bar, so. Oh, God. I wonder in, how it went. In, like, this area? Well... He had a two four zero number. Okay, okay. So I'm guessing. Oh, dude, that's so funny, man. Yeah, pretty good. Ah. And actually, God. Laura and I went out last night, and I, I told her I was like, if we knew where this place was, because like I kept trying to get the name of it, you know, oh, the yeah. address. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You just go and just wait for him to come in and look around, or see who the person is, and then see how the conversation goes, and you know what I mean? Like if, if so. <laughs> so I wonder if she gave him the wrong number by accident mm-hmm. and he's still communicating with her on the app. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny, bro. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> oh man, I've been glorious. Mm-hmm. Glorious. So, how was your nerd weekend? Um, it was fine. I haven't done a whole lot. I did watch on Netflix uh Roxanne Roxanne. What is that about? I'm glad you asked. It is a Netflix original film, a biopic drama of Roxanne Shantae's life, uh, 80s rap star, early, early. Um, I'll try to pull up like one of her big, her, 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 like, in my opinion, it's her biggest song. Anyway, it was fucking great. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I like biopic films. 
Um, so I'm I'm biased, of course. Did you ever watch that Nina Simone one? I did not. I watched the documentary. Okay. Video music box continues with one of the hottest lady rappers. Dude, video music box. I know. Is Roxanne Chante and Roxanne's Revenge. Is that the microphone that she's taking under the classic? Looks like a dildo. I know, right? So, I, this song, actually, they showed, like, the recording of it. Yeah. Like, she wasn't really doing music. Like, she she apparently she rapped in the neighborhood, and that was it. And Marley Maul, was a major producer, was living in this building and that she was living in in Queensbridge. And she goes walking. Uh, she's walking with her laundry, and she and Marley's like, come upstairs and do a song. Like, I got this equipment. Come upstairs and do a song. And she's like, no, I'm doing laundry. She's like, do the laundry and then come upstairs. Like, she did the laundry, came upstairs, did it in one take. He got it out. She's actually folding laundry while she raps in the video. <laughs> you guys can't see it because this yeah. is an audio podcast. You know, it's just so funny, man. Like, yeah. uh, that era. And did she end up being pretty big? Yeah, but it was short lived. I mean, it's, it's a tragic story like all the shit that was kind of going on behind the scenes and you know fucking her out of money and yeah like she had this uh her mom like they lived in queensbridge projects and her mom was dating this guy and they were gonna get this house they were trying to get this house and like she, her mom like saved up like twenty thousand dollars and like gave it to him to like go get the house and like he never came back oh wow and like that was like the beginning of like the downward spiral of like her life that's crazy yeah it's fucked up but it was great and everybody did a great job Neil long was in it and she played the mother, did a fucking outstanding job. Very good. cool. I, Very I, I cool. watched it to just have something on to go to sleep to. Watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah. nice. I yeah, watched. It was, it was good. I let's let's go back and forth. This is a, uh, I watched something with some. There's some spiritual guru. Ram. Uh, it was on. It was on Netflix. It popped up, and and my wife was familiar with who he is. Uh-huh. And it was like this really short, like literally 31 minute video. Hmm. He was like. Some kind of businessman back in his early age became a spiritualist. So I took magic mushrooms, changed his paradigm, became a spiritualist. Mm-hmm. And recently he had a stroke. And like he thinks it's a blessing because it like makes him even more, you know, focused in his internal mm-hmm. you know, journey and everything. So it's just like this 31 minute speech of him. And like, Did I, you say I guess, it was a stroke of luck? <laughs> he would. <laughs> um, but is the one interesting concept. And, like, I was, like, fucking tired, man. Like, I can't – she's, like, are you going to bed already? And I was, like, I was like I'll was i stay up. I'll stay up. So she watched this. It was, you know, super short. And – um, but one thing he said is how resilient we are to rely on others and how humbling it ha- you have to be to be completely reliant on people, you know. Um, and now he's in the point where he is completely yeah, reliant right. on people. But he, he kind of thinks it's kind of a blessing because he just really – He's surrounded by people who love him and don't begrudge him for his th- this process of his existence, mm-hmm. how he puts it, and the fact that you know he you know they love him and he loves them for you know the trust and everything. But it's it's actually kind of it's very interesting, man. And he talks about like how you know life and death is like this this process that just keeps going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not you're not really who you are 
until you're born and you die mm-hmm. type of thing. But it's just like, it was some deep shit. Um, and it was very well shot, you know, because it's like he lives in like this beautiful, like, you know, tropical area right now. And he just does a lot of swim therapy, you know, just mm-hmm. reflects. But he, at one point he went to India and he was to some guru he was following. He's written like a fucking fuck ton of books. Mm-hmm. And he does some speaking engagements as well. But now his speech is really slow. But... I guess when you're trying to relax and focus back on the breath, return to the breath. So I'd be like, I can't do this. You got to hurry up, or I'm out of here. I can't. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, You can't give me your wisdom like this. But it, write it, it down, dude. Send it me is. An email. It is interesting, man. Like, like you know, we live our lives in a certain way, and we think this is how it has to be. But then you go look at somebody who's living in fucking Tibet or living in <clears> India. <throat> Or living in fucking Laos and whatever, and how different Laos, <laughs> Laos, but <laughs> and how different their normal life is as well. It, it does make me wonder, man. Like, I wonder what it would be like to just fucking roam the earth like Kane from Kung Fu. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, how would that fucking be? Was his name Kane? Kane, Kane, Kane. So, Kane. anyway, <laughs> society reference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your go. Ten. You think it's easy being a black man in America? The hunt is on. Where the prey? <laughs> um, Troy used to say that all the time. Uh, trying to think. I don't know if I've done much else. Um, I do have a coupon that's burning a hole in my pocket to sideshow for fifty dollars off Ooh, of one in stock. I purchase. think I have a thirty-five dollar one from them as well. Burning a hole in my pocket. Bilbo, the ring is still in your pocket. Um, I got. I started watching the Netflix Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. I'm about six episodes in. All right. So Lost in Space was the first movie my wife and I went to go see when we were dating. The one mm-hmm. with William Hurt and Heather Graham. I think Lou Blanc is in it. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. We saw A Time to Kill. Really? Yeah. Put us in the mood. Interesting choice. <laughs> I think it was like the only thing out at the moment. Like, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they did, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> Classic line. Um, so I think it's powerful. Like the cop that he accidentally shot was like, he's glad he did it. He, you know, mm-hmm. that was a cool part. I love that movie. Anyway, um, so you know, I was kind of a fan of. Danger Will Robinson. Like, when I was a kid, I would watch, like, the reruns of, mm-hmm. of Lost in Space. It was fine. I never watched it. You no. Know? Really? really? Mm-hmm. I think my mom liked it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a couple of shows my mom used to like that I used to watch, like, that. 66 Batman, Incredible Star Hulk, Trek. Star Trek. Um, so my mom was kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, my mom was kind of a sci-fi nut back mm-hmm. in the day to think about it. Anyway, so it's a new, it's a new spin on everything. It's, the production value is very good. They've, it's a new twist to the story of the Robinson family. It's definitely a new twist to the robot. It's got a really strong Iron Giant vibe. Mm. Really strong Hmm. Iron Giant vibe. I mean, it's basically Iron Giant. (laughs) So the robot is not like a robot they make. It's a robot they find. Sure. And you find out, you don't know the whole story yet, spoilers here, but you find out like he was a weapon of some sort attacking the humans. Will He gets damaged and Will Robinson fixes him somehow it's not it's not over the top and um then the robot like changes literally like reshapes himself to look more like humans mm-hmm. like the, his body and then he's kind of like 
you know, he kind of walks around with a buoy now and, like, does whatever he tells him to do. Hmm. But, like, they're on this planet. There's tons of danger. You know, like, every episode is, like, it's, like, fuck, we're fucked. Oh, we're even more fucked. Bro. Mm-hmm. So I got six episodes in it. And last night, man, I finished the six. I think I, I think there's two or three more. It might be it might be ten. I might have four more. And But now I'm, like, ugh, I don't know if I want to go any further. I mean, it's not that it's bad. Like, the acting is good. Like, Dr. Smith is Parker Posey, who was, um, what was she in? She was in Superman Returns. She was a female. Okay. You know, the bespoke-wearing chick of Lex's. She has not aged well. She looks rough. And I don't know, it might just be what they're going for in the show, mm-hmm. but, like... But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. It's a fucking horrible thing to say. Um, or it's an excellent makeup job. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh... But her Dr. Smith is a very interesting character. Like, I, I do like what they did with her. It took a little bit of Gary Oldman action, and they've oh, yeah? mixed in, because he was kind of a slapstick schmuck in the original. He's kind of a harmless, you know, he was a harmless con man in the in the original movie. Mm-hmm. And Gary Oldman, who's a little bit more deceitful and became kind of a villainous, and this, she's a fucking, like, puppet mastering, hmm. you know, getting everybody's, like... Proper fuck everybody in the head. That's cool. But her story is her, her lies are beginning to unravel. So it's interesting. I, I like the dynamic, and I don't know if I just I it just it's not one of those binge worthy shows. But I, I might be out. I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably finish it, but I might be out. But they did they did something, and I don't want to ruin the story. That I'm like eh, not not feeling that. Don't like don't like the way that looked. Don't like that concept. Don't want to revisit it. But. The special effects were good. The world building was good. Um, I think that, I mean, the directing, like the cinematography was really good. I was like, oh, I'm pretty impressed with this. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is fucking putting the work in, man. And just, you know, sometimes it's the story doesn't mesh well with you or it's just not your cup of tea. Right. You know? And you know what? They might they might recover from this. Maybe this is an appropriate feeling that I'm having. So I uh, was watching that. And is there anything else that I've watched? I think that's it. So I started doing the spring cleaning last night in the fucking, I don't have usually have allergies, but I'm getting fucking railroaded in my face. <laughs> Just constant dripping and sneezing. That you sucks. know, Yeah, it does. A little bit. A little bit so. <clears throat> I'm working on a new review style. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm looking and I'm liking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what the feedback is going to be. Um, so the intro music comes on and you're like, it's fine in a story. It's a... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm just trying to do for stuff that's like not really a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not something to really take a whole lot of time on. I'm just gonna try to do it in the shortest amount possible. Yeah, and then do like you know five minutes or less, like a review in five minutes or less. I think that's all you need. Yeah, for, you know these kids they don't have an attention span worth a damn. Right, and then you add on top of that that you've already seen a pretty in depth review of the same mold, perhaps or something yeah, else, and yeah. you know like this is just like I'm just trying to fly through it so I can say as much final thoughts as I can and opinion stuff, and then yeah. move on. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm just anxious to see where it goes. Uh, I'm actually I got an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm taking this sociology class right now, going back to school for a little, for a little bit, trying to finish up a degree or two. And it's interesting. I've taken this class before, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I think it's been too fucking long. They're like, you got to take it again. Like, all right. And so this book that I got is, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a, it's the social justice warrior handbook mm-hmm. basically. So 
Like a lot of the right. Well, first off, I have to say that even though I'm not buying into this shit, mm-hmm. and I'm writing a lot, I'm probably uh, I've done probably six like papers, like journal papers so far, which are more like opinion pieces and experience pieces. Um, you know, I think you know, probably three or four pages each, and got a hundred on everyone. My two essays that I've submitted so far, got a hundred both of those. So my teacher is not docking me for my opinions, opinions which mm-hmm. is cool. But so I'm supposed to be doing a paper on discrimination or or challenges based off race, religion, gender, sexuality. And I'm having hard examples, hard time finding examples for the people that I'm interviewing. So oh, to, to- so I have a, I have a individual, uh, black male. He was in the Army for th- 23 years, mm-hmm. and then he got into federal service, been in federal service for 15 years. He mm-hmm. was a high-ranking and enlisted, like he was, got to like E9. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's in his mid-50s. Mm-hmm. So um, so he would have been in the Army, let's say, in the, you know, in the 80s mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, never once had any racial discrimination against him, ever. He's, he's a, I'd never seen it. 23 years in the Army, I never saw a true i've i've had people say things never never experienced never saw it and i was like i was kind of shocked mm-hmm. and uh so then i asked my dad and my stepdad who are both gay guys you know i was like hey have you guys ever had any um uh, experience of discrimination based on your sexuality and they're both like nope he's like my stepdad said i've gotten i've gotten the feeling of some people like not being cool with it like it's not their cup of tea or being uneasy about it. Uh, he works in he works for the government. He's like, but I've never had any discrimination. Nobody's ever said anything to me. Um, and I asked my dad about. it. He's like, nope, never. He's like, I've had some I've had some discrimination because I'm male. But the reason for that is I've had to do procedures on females, and they would prefer a female to do the procedure. So you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's I don't really think that's discrimination. Is I mean, it is to, it, it, it is discriminating. Right. Like I discriminated between tea and coffee. Right. 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 You right, know, right. but it, it isn't anything that's unreasonable. Right. If somebody doesn't feel comfortable. Right. Um, and I I have spoken to a female, and she's pretty you know executive level thing, and she says she she has feelings that she is not appreciated for what she does, but she doesn't think it's because she's a woman. She thinks that it's because you know, there's favoritism and people like other people mm-hmm. better than her, but she's not like, you know, there's other women that have been hired, you know, but it just basically like it comes down to what she believes is actually she intimidates some guys who don't know how to deal with women and they don't feel, they feel uneasy around her because they're just not self-confident, but she doesn't think it's a, like a, a blatant discrimination. So I was like, that was interesting. It was, it was interesting in, in those case studies and it was like, you know, sitting down, whatever, but it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I wonder sometimes the big focus of this is like the gender pay gap and like why, um, you know, some cultures excel and other cultures don't. And is is it discrimination based? And, I, and I'm sure that discrimination has a part in there. But the other part of it, I do think is like it's like the society and the values that you live in, because like the question was, you know, what factors do you think have made you successful in your life? And when it comes down to it, I was born too much premature. So the real reason for my success is I lived in a culture that valued human life and had the ability to create medical devices and technology to sustain the life of a premature 
baby born in the eighties who would who would have died earlier in our history. Mm-hmm. That is that is the true, you know, the most important aspect of our culture that has led to my success and therefore the existence of my progeny. Of our culture, yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean we had like we you know, we, we were both fortunate to have a great school system. We did. We did, yeah. Um yeah. and you know there's I I I you know, I, I can attribute a lot to my my success. You know, I'm using the term success. You know what I mean? No, you you are, but a very you know, functioning ad- yeah. independent adult yeah. with yeah. you know. Um, but I, you know, I owe a lot of that to my father. Yeah, uh, my grandmother, my the school system that I, yep. I, I came up in. Yep. Uh, and do you feel like people who grew up with you of different races, religions, sexual orientations, um, ethnicities? did as well or a reasonable amount as well <clears throat> i think that the the one exception I, I would throw to that just and only because i don't know okay is gay people okay like you don't know i don't know because I, I i don't have i don't i don't have contacts with those folks from, yeah. from that period you don't have contacts life. with those people you don't but well, when you were young we didn't really know who was gay and who was straight right yeah but there was always a there was always a couple that everybody New, I feel like in, yeah, yeah, in, every, yeah, yeah. in every high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think during the time that we came up, I mean, well, I, and I can't speak for your high school experience, but I can definitely speak for mine. Like they were, and it's not discrimination in the sense of what the system has to offer that person, yes. but it is socially. I mean, it, they were extremely ostracized. You know, like they're like, oh, if they came out, when they came. I out. mean, they didn't even have to come out. Yeah, they were close enough. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, and I think that was just a sign. It was a part of that time. Yeah, there, know. there is. And I've, I've talked to I've talked to my dad about this. He said there's an interesting generational gap where there was people who were gay. They were closeted. They knew the grind. Um, they didn't know about grinder yet because it wasn't invented <laughs> or scruff. I think that's what they I don't used. know about scruff. Anyway, <laughs> there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, but you know, and, the, and there was like that that group of folks, I guess in the, I guess in the nineties is when people really, I mean, unless you lived like in San Francisco or areas, right, right, right. you know, there's that time in the, where the communities were just strong enough to sustain themselves where people were like, kind of like, you know, busting out of the closet and, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. people were dealing with it. I kind of feel now like, and unless you're like out, I hate to, and I hate to generalize like the Bible belt. Like if you're in like some small town in the Bible belt area where that stuff is still un, you know, not. But I think I think it's this generation, like this next generation, is just a lot more accepting of it. You yeah, know? like which, yeah. which is cool. I, I I work, you know, as a mopper in a very blue collar. Yeah. Um. Field. Most of them, you know, most of the men that work there with me are, you know, men's men and yeah. hands dirty and yep. that type of crowd. And um, we have gay guys that work for our mopping yeah. company, and like I think where they would have been met with a lot of pushback 20 years ago yeah. you know people get along fine yeah you know, you know what i mean yeah. and laugh about shit and you know i agree it's it's it, that is cool to see i think in in terms of growth i saw an amazing video by bill maher yesterday mm-hmm. and he started talking about the social justice he's like listen he's like you can't go back i guess molly ringwald went back and that was like making comments about like you know uh, pretty in pink was it pretty in pink that she was in in like the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and like how oh so so misogynistic whatever he's like listen nobody was woke twenty years ago because the shit wasn't invented right. and like and like I mean and let me make let me tell you something right now twenty years from now 
people and be like, God, can you believe they had cell phones in their pocket next to their nuts? Right, right, right. What a right, bunch right. of fucking savages. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, listen, there gets to be a point where, you know, we are ever evolving. Where our, our sensibilities are ever becoming more reasonable. Right. And we're looking at things and we're saying, you know what, maybe that's not appropriate anymore. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, let's, let's, let's get better. Mm-hmm. Let's not live in the Stone Age. You know, let's not sacrifice somebody on a stone altar and rip their heart out for the for the gods. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And so, in, in like, the thing about it is, is as we move forward and we're and we're tracking, we're tracking our history is more and more viewed without rose colored glasses mm-hmm. because we we can literally look at it now. We can literally go back fifty years and watch a TV show and a political debate and and really understands people's real opinions. Mm-hmm. It's not somebody who's living today who's talking about a dead person and kind of painting you the best picture of who they were. Mm-hmm. You know, as that moves forward, we're going to realize, you know, people aren't perfect and there's some fuckery about. Yeah. You know, and you know what? It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we I don't think dwelling on that in in trying to character assassinate somebody who lived in a different time and who who lived under a different paradigm. I just don't think this it's really beneficial. Learn our lessons and move the fuck on. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I mean it's it's just it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, the funny bit is, I mean, like, um I, I think that we are growing more and more acceptable at an a, at an accelerated rate. And I think that's I think it's a positive thing, man. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. we don't hide we don't hide that my dad is married to another man for my kids. And you know what? They don't really think they don't think anything of it. They right. don't even think that it's something like taboo, or they don't know that like twenty years ago you couldn't do that, and they, you know, they won't realize it until they get this. What? What? Pop Pop couldn't marry Grandpa Greg. Right, Grandpa. It's kind of tight. <laughs> My um, it's funny. Selena just recently said uh, she was asking questions about marriage and stuff, and she was like, "And can boys marry boys and girls marry girls?" And we're like, "Yep." And she was like. Boys marry boys and girls marry girls. And I said, Yeah, you can do that. And then she was like, <coughs> Selena said, Yeah. That? And I was that's like, funny. What? And she was like, That's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, It's yes, whatever people want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I, I, we haven't got, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we got any pushback from our kids. That like we, I think we said, well, yeah, you know, they're but married. Think, they're like, oh yeah, I, I guess it makes Selena sense. They is, live together. Is boy crazy though? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, she's all like she's like I've never heard Jana talk about a boy. Really? Never once. Yeah. But like Selena, like I, I know Mason and Quentin and yeah, all yeah, these. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. them like the back of yeah. my hand. I can yeah. tell you what they're into. I can tell you what their interests are. Yeah. Like you know what I think is going to be the next thing is going to be folks who are probably asexual. It has to be a big push. They're like just not interested in it. They have other things. Um, I was reading a 40K book here recently, and there's a character in it. Um, and he he somewhat talks like, like he talks about females or whatever, just for a second, like the distraction they are from the work, or whatever. Like, oh, I don't even want to touch one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. But like, I wonder if that's going to be the new thing. You know, yeah. Because like as of right now, like the I don't think the drive to procreate is really being forced on the next generation. I mean, the millennials don't want to have kids. I can't blame them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to... <laughs> Sounds know. like a good time. 
<laughs> I, um, oh, congratulations to Paul C. Oh, yeah. Nice baby Give girl. Give around Paul. God damn it. You know, it's nice. Yeah, nice to have a little one. I um. So we should we should be expecting any any questions from Paul C. He's a little busy. He's probably a little yeah. busy. Hey, Paul, you get a pass. Yeah. Pass for Paul. She's cute though. Yeah, she is. Yeah, little she hat is. with a little bow on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I like the uh? He has hand with a little footprint on his hand. Yeah, how tight. Yeah, it was cool. Sight. Is that, that like a new cool. thing they're doing? Or is that something special? I don't know. Like, hey, man, would be creative. Did you cut the? Oh, you 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 had. A I could I couldn't. They were all right, right. C sections. I tell you, yeah, that's an unnerving experience. The, yeah, it's like a it's, rubbery rubbery noodle. It's, it's like cutting through a tightly bound strand of rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What it feels I've heard like. that. I've heard I've heard that described as that. And I'm always so. like, at first I'm like, yeah, I, I want to do it, and then I start, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> We're such pussies now, man. We really yeah, are. Yeah, but it's just like it's, it's the texture. Yeah, it's all about you. the texture. I feel yeah, I feel yeah. Um, <clears throat> that whole process is really something, dude. I'll tell you, I haven't that like thought in my head. Like I, it's been there for a while. Like no more kids for you. You know what I mean? But like in the back of my head, it's like always an option, always a chance. You know what I mean? Like you're choosing for this chapter in your life to be closed. Not nature. This is your choice. Mm-hmm. But as I get, you know, we get older and older, I'm like, oh, man, it really is. Well, not for me. I can probably still, yeah, you know. For your wife. And, and then get also a, get a puck for, past the goalie. Just for your time. Yeah. You know, like, that was what really hit home for me with. The third? Yeah. Like, I remember when, the first day that I had her to myself. Yeah. I was like, you're too old for this shit. <laughs> you know, like. Do you, you wish you did it sooner? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I did Selena sooner and then had, you know, like. Because they're five, she's five years apart? Yeah. And then what's f- three? So my, Jaina turns 10, Selena turns five, and Leia turns two. Yeah, so five and three. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's a huge difference. Yeah. That first, that first one was, it was too much of a culture shock for us to even want to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think there's the same difference between my oldest and my youngest between your middle and youngest. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran into a, um, and, and, and Jana had issues. Yeah. I mean, like that she was, uh, speech delayed and there was all, you know what I mean? Like there was a bunch of stuff that like went along with her that was like, you know, we had to get her squared away. Yeah. Before we yeah. could even consider. Um, I, I'll tell you though, man, like my oldest is about to turn eight. I mean, my youngest is about to turn eight. And I feel as though, I have less time now than I did when they were babies. I got, you know, we got piano, we got oh, yeah, tutoring, yeah, 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 we yeah. got softball practice, we got choir practice, we have lacrosse. Yeah, that shit's that. That's but that's a, it's a different pocket of, of yeah. Things. But, it's, but it's, now, dude, like today, so we have go to my sister's baby shower today. Here, here this morning, like we got to start like eight thirty in the morning, and then we're going to my sister's baby shower, and then we got to go to fucking softball practice. They got four either practices or games. A week, four. Yeah, I think four. I had three. And I, I uh, they need to relax. You know what, man? Shout out to softball dads. Not one of them. <laughs> Not one of them. It's I do. What is it about sports dads that gotta like, like live through their kids? Yeah. Maybe it's like that's like the the best time of their life is when they're out there playing sports and whatnot, and yeah, they want to. I mean, they want that. Dude, bit. my dad was fucking. My dad was hard on me for sports. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I ended up hating it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't want anything to do with him. Like, There's so many stories of that. 
like uh the the guy that I'm, I talk to talk about that um you know he was in the army his uh he's got two boys who are really good at basketball and um they're like both super tall for their age and they're just killing it and he was he was always he was always a sports phenom and whatnot and I ended up hurting himself he was gonna he was gonna play in college but ended up hurting himself and uh but he talks about all the time these guys are like kicking down his door wanting his sons to do these travel leagues and everything and he's like no they're fucking kids they can live to be kids and he said he goes there and watches these dads and whatever go fucking nuts and he's like he's he's still into sports himself he's like you know you see these documentaries about these sports kids and their parents pushing them and pushing them and pushing them and like later in life the kids don't even do the sports parents spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for training and shit like that right 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 you know that's that's very extreme yeah but I mean there are people out there oh yeah no doubt but I I feel like like my dad I remember like I played first base and uh, because I was a hell of a catcher but I didn't I didn't have a great arm but I was accurate hell of a catcher right right, right. (laughs) but I was accurate you know so like I could throw to second no problem throw home no problem you know Third base, I'm gonna get it there, but it's not gonna be as fast as yeah, yeah. someone would like. Uh, and I remember, like, anytime I wasn't like, you know, because I had an active imagination, I was into yeah. tons of you know, imaginary shit, you know, and they're daydreaming. Yeah, first base. and I, my dad would tell, like, you know, in front of everybody, but like, hey, no, like, look over at him real quick, but like, get your fucking head out of your ass, and I'd be like, okie dokie, you know, but like, like, man, that's not fun, you know, yeah. if, if I, if like, God forbid, I strike out. And I'm talking about three swings, three misses, or three strikes, no swing. Yeah. If I fouled out, my dad was cool, no problem. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you made connection, you didn't hit it right. Yeah, yeah. But if like if three swings, no hits, or no swings, three strikes. Yeah. We were spending an hour at the batting cages after mm. the game, mm. easily. You know, like, and it was just like it was. I dreaded it. You know, like yeah. I had a fucking. It was, I remember I, was, I came with to do a couple practices, and I had a good time. Mm-hmm. My parents just too fucking lazy to ever put me in anything like that. I was anxious as fuck, you know. Yeah. Like, I, and like yeah. I, when I went up to the plate, I was so fucking worried about not making a hit. Yeah. Because of my dad, not because of the game. I could give a fuck who went or lost yeah, the game, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. You know, like, and like, dude, if you did strike out, I remember like looking over first before you start walking back into like the little dugout area, like, with, like oh no. <laughs> No, 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 um, no. But I had practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I had Taekwondo Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I mm-hmm. had a game on Saturday. And then I had. Played soccer too, right? And then I, well, so I played baseball during one season and soccer during the other season. Yeah. So I, I had an extra cricket activity Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday for a while, I went to, you know, went to mass. Yeah. Um, and, and then this fucking nun stole my Matchbox car, dude. I'll never fucking forget it. Really? Yeah, I was. I had, I, Matchbox did this series of like monster cars. Oh, uh, I remember. You remember them? Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah, the yeah. purple one that was like a bat that sat on top of like the chassis of the yeah. car. And I thought it was fucking cool as shit. Yeah. And I was just driving it around during Sunday school, and this fucking nun came and took it and never gave it back. Wow. Even nuns. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I was like, none your business. <laughs> Dude, uh, for the longest time, I used to think my priest was God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you told me about that. Yeah, like, about I didn't like, Jana think that too? Yes, yeah, she, yes, she thought that she thought the that. principal. No, it was the the lady that did the uh, the, the mass. She didn't Dude, mass. it's so funny. Chapel. They had the so funny like that's like primitive, primitive people. Yeah, just assume that you're. Oh, okay. You you must be. Yeah, I'll follow you. I, mean, I remember saying in school, like you know, like like, like you know, what do you think God is real? I'd be like, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> when we introduce you to him, they probably thought I was a complete psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you call him God. God. I mean, you call him God. He goes by Eric. <laughs> <laughs> 
He oh, dresses man. like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had extra creativity Monday through Sunday, you know, like, mm-hmm. and day in, day out. It, 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 but And I hated it. Like, all I wanted to do was sit home, sit home and watch Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like with that show. Rubber Band Lou. Dude. I used to think Mauser was fucking badass, like with the shades. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Dude, look at this guy. Whenever he popped up in an episode, I was like, oh, shit. Don't go back. Yeah, no, I'm Don't sure. Don't go back. I'm sure. And I just think the Koopa kids were crazy cool. Also. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to think it was like a crew. Yeah, man, you're very crew-focused. Yeah. Very crew-focused. You know, I like the Koopa kids. I like you, the Seekers. You like the, like safe, like the safety in numbers. I like the, That's what I like, it is. I like it. You should have been a gang leader. You missed your calling. <laughs> I missed my calling. <laughs> Could have risen to. The, I remember um, one time. Like, you look uh, good with tattoos as well. So I mean, it's, yeah. you know. I remember. I remember one time that I was in. Uh, we went to Myrtle Beach with my dad, and uh, with you and you and me. No, it was just him and him and I, and and we were talking to this guy at some store. Some I think we were getting ready to do some shit. Like I, I have a string of terrible experiences that took place at Myrtle Beach. One of them, like we, we stopped at like the Outer Banks or it was Nags Head or whatever and did like hang gliding. Yeah. Let me tell you something. We want me to describe hang gliding to you. Sure. They put you in this fucking outfit, which makes you feel like a dickhead. Yeah. And then you put the outfit on, you climb up this fucking dune hill that sucks, and then they put the fucking hang glider attached to like this backpack that you wear. Yeah. And then the day that you go, there'll be no wind whatsoever, and you'll make small jumps down the hill that you just struggled to get up. That's what hang gliding is. Nice. Like if you don't have the right wind for that shit. Don't waste your fucking money. Just jump down a hill. Just go outside and jump down a hill. <laughs> Wear a big jacket. And jump down a hill. Same, <laughs> same exact thing. But um, we went to this place and like to go boating or parasailing or some shit that my dad wanted to do, and he was like, I was so over it. I didn't want to be there. I just wanted to hang out on the beach. Were you like twelve or, years old? Or hang out at like a yeah, exactly. And um. And this guy was like, and what about you, young lad? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just looked at him and I said, a thief. <laughs> like, didn't mean it. Just was fucking, I didn't want to talk to this guy. And after I said it, I was like, that is going to piss my dad off. Oh, yeah. My dad doesn't tolerate, like, criminal activity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, but the guy was just like, uh, well, that might not be the best plan, young man. And I was like, no, I'm going to be really good at stealing things. So I, I like, I'll only have to work a few days of the month and I'll be able to sustain myself. And he, and he was like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that, how that works out. Anyway, my dad ended up loving it. Oh, really? Yeah. And like was telling, like, I remember hanging out with like some of my dad's friends at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And telling him, my, my dad liked how awkward it made the dude feel. <laughs> <laughs> and he like loved the, he like loved that story. He'd tell it all the dude, time. Dude, it's like, in, <laughs> it's like inconsistent um, you know, reaction to shit. You know, because like, you're like, oh, I'm get fucking, I'm gonna get knocked the fuck out yeah, today. That's what I thought. I mean, one of my dad's favorite lines, like if, if I ever said anything that was crazy, yeah, and like I felt like I needed to explain it before yeah. the reaction, like I'd be like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't mean it like this. And my dad used to be like, Are you still standing? And I say, yeah, then I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I remember uh, that, that time that we went and uh, rack you upside your head. Oh, uh, dude, that was funny. And you know what the fucked up bit about it was? <laughs> is like we were, I was shooting like gold. Remember I, I, I hit both the hole-in-ones that you get a free game? Uh-huh. I still have the tokens someplace. Oh, really? The wooden tokens. So like, like Bobby's dad was, 
was like one of these dudes who wanted to be like a golf professional. And then he, more than that, he wanted you to be a golf professional. Yeah. I mean, he travels around the world. Yeah. And plays sure. golf. You hear a little, heard a little click. I, I um, what? I, I hit, I kicked my chair. Oh, that's fine. And so, like, when we were in Myrtle Beach, he would play golf all day long, mm-hmm. and we would e- either be on the boardwalk, walking around. Not, they didn't really have a boardwalk, or just, you know, trying to be delinquents because we were little delinquents. Yeah. Every once in a while, he took us to the putt putt places. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I played around with him. We played around with him, and I was loving it. I was having a great time, mm-hmm. and. You were not having a great time, and he was very upset. But anyway, we went to this lighthouse putt-putt golf or whatever. What was it called? Pelican Point. Pelican Point. That's right. And your stepmother, not then your stepmom, like just yeah. your dad's girlfriend dad's at that point. Girlfriend. And I was on fire, and you were not. And I was killing it. And like your dad, I think he was getting frustrated because you were shooting so sloppy. Yeah, and that's my least. That was my least favorite course to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I hated Pelican Point. I, I, um, and there was another conversation going on between you and your stepmom, and I don't recall exactly what I know it was. was. But I'll listen, man. Here, here's let me just let me caveat this. With this. Mm-hmm. I think your dad liked me coming with you because I was always so excited to be doing something mm-hmm. because I never did shit with my family like that. Mm-hmm. So I was always in a good mood, and then he kept you entertained. You always had a good time, mm-hmm. right? Until we added that other element in, and no, then it didn't. His, then it didn't go as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking couldn't stand her. Man. She's fine, um, but she, he, uh, she said I got a five on this on this hole. Oh yeah, that's and right. I was like, it was a four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. was like, it was a five, and I was like, one. Like I took my finger and like sh- sh- yeah, like, yeah, reminded yeah. her of the strokes. I was like one, two, three, four. Yeah, and you were right. Yeah, and yeah. my dad was like, "I'm gonna wreck you upside your head, boy!" And like was aiming the the end of the golf club like, yeah, at yeah, my yeah. face. And then you kept repeating it. Yeah, and then I kept repeating. Because <laughs> there was that element too. Like I think we were 13 or 14 on that incident. Oh uh, no, it was we were 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was our last year. Yeah, it probably was. So, because I, the first time I went down with you guys was like two weeks. Mm-hmm. The second time it was ten days. Mm-hmm. The third time it was five days or seven days or something like that. Like it kept Gross. on getting shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why that was. I don't either. Uh, it, it could have been any number of things, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was fucking not feeling it. Yeah, I feel you. I do wonder. I do wonder now that I'm older. I remember that first year I went down. You're like, "Oh, don't bring any money." My dad wants to pay for everything, and I was like, oh, "Okay." And so I didn't bring the money. And then the next year I brought like I brought like a bunch of money. So I wonder your dad was like, "Hey, listen," to my mom, like, "You need to give me some money. I'm not gonna pay for your kid." Well, they had they. I know that your mom and my dad talked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and my dad asked for I think it was a hundred bucks or something. It wasn't a lot of money. Yeah, but to help with food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it was no issue. Yeah. Um, but the second time I brought my own money, I remember that because I had like four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've never had that much money, right? You know, as a kid, and I remember like checking on it every day because I had it like in the drawer, the yeah, side yeah, drawer, yeah, yeah, and make sure like they, you know, the, the, the clean lady didn't go in there and steal it. <laughs> and then ironically, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
That was a good time. I wish we. I wish we'd do that. We should do that with our kids. Go down to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we not, changed. Go down Myrtle Beach. Uh, is it bad now? It's not bad. It's just like I, well, it may, not, it may not even be that it's changed. How about Rehoboth? It may not even be that it's changed. It may be that just I'm old now. I don't want to be bothered with a bunch of young people bullshit. You yeah, know, it may have yeah, always yeah, yeah. been. Yeah, that true. Way, that. We gotta we gotta figure out something here soon. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I do not feel like I take a. I think I do a lot of stuff with my kids, but I don't feel like I take enough vacations because usually I don't have any vacation from work. Yeah, I'd so. say, I we you know we usually do one a year. Yeah, but you know a lot of times like you know in the, especially in the past five years like they've been tied up in conv- you know convention trips. You know, yeah. which isn't fair. Yeah, that um, sucks. But we usually, I mean, like they're going to the beach this year. We we all went as a family to the beach last year. Uh, so you know they they get out. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're being they're developing to be lovely ladies. Yeah. So anything else for your nerd week? Do you think of? Not a, that I can think of. What do we have discussion topic wise? Uh, we don't. I'll tell you one thing. We did get like a little uh, question. It wasn't really. So we got two questions. Uh, this is from Mike. Uh, he says, "Hey, NRR team, this question is for all the podcast members with kids." Sorry, Joe. Joe will never know what it's like to be a father to to know true love and the responsibilities of, of a man taking care of the, the next That's generation. Right. That's right. It's really sad, but with TRU closing, it has me wondering, do your kids like toys as much as you did, or when it comes right down to it, do they prefer video games? Will there ever be demand for another dedicated toy store chain? Ooh. I don't know. I can tell you that my kids are not, they don't give a fuck about it. I mean, like, they they, they have these, like, stuffed animal cats that they're into, beehoos or whatever. I, I feel like it's more like collection of little nonsense. Yeah, it's not like they're really into anything of it. They much rather would play a video game than toys. But, you know, I don't think that there's any, like, you know what else I think is interesting is that, like, I mean, I don't think that girls play with toys in the same way that boys do. I agree. To to begin with, and we both have all girls, but. Well, I can say this. My kids don't play with toys the way I did. I don't know if you and I played with toys differently than other boys. Maybe. You know. I feel like most of the kids in my neighborhood played with them. I mean, they may have not played with them as long as I, we I played do, with them. I do think that we were both highly creative and imaginative. Mm-hmm. So, like, even when we were, like, getting into, like, our 12, 13, like, we would, like, like get clothes to play. to like, basically cosplay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's right. We invented cosplay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember like, kind you know, of welcome. playing his gambit. I remember taking like a deck of cards and rubber cementing like five or six. Yeah, so you like, throw, throw them. them. Yeah. Um, but like, they. I don't think so. Like, I think that the my general theory on all this shit is that, especially for American audiences, maybe not for the Japanese or you know whatever, but that the fiction drives the toy. I agree. You know, and. In our day, you got your fiction from one of five channels. So everybody was into the same shit. Yeah. You know, but nowadays kids have like three different outlets that can watch anything at any time. I think the chances of kids all being into the same shit to get together and have group play with a toy line are just significantly smaller than it was in our day. Yeah. And we all watched the same exact shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we all watched Star Wars, we all watched Thundercats, He Man, uh, Transformers, GI Joe, and I feel like there's one other Turtles. Yeah, you know, and like kids today, like my kids might watch two shows on Amazon, and your kids might watch three shows on Netflix, and these guys' kids over here are watching two on regular cable and yeah. Cartoon Network and whatever. Like, 
nobody's on the same page. There's too many, there's so many options. Yeah, my kids. So my kids don't play video games at all. Um, I've got a couple things. It lasts. It literally lasts about 15 minutes, and they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll go six, eight months between asking, and then I'll say no, and they'll go another six months between asking, and they'll say, okay, 15 minutes, repeat the process. Um, and I'm just not interested in going and spending any more money on video games. I just there's It's always an argument because there's three of them, so it's not like there's not many three-player player games. games. So it's just it's a fucking annoying. So TV wise, they watch a lot of cooking, cha- a lot of cooking competition shows. Yeah, I had to cut. I, I just stopped that show with my kids. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, which one is it? The uh, Cupcake Wars or whatever? Yeah, I like, can't remember. This is a no, British no, one. No, 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 no. It's um, it wasn't. It may have been British. I can't remember. But they started watching it, and there was this one where it was like uh, they were making a cake, and this guy was like, "I just can't, I can't get the hole." And they were like, it's probably part of the problem with your dating life, Jim. And they were like, what is that? And I was like, something we're not watching. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't got I haven't, I haven't got anything like that. The one that I do is British. So, yeah. I mean, they got it from your kids. Oh, so really? it's that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My kids are oblivious to shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they watch like Gravity Falls. They watch Series of Unfortunate Events. We watch as a family. And there's like some Australian mermaid show that I kind of like, no. Every once in a while they start watching, like, no, nah, you can't watch that. But that's and like they watch Voltron. But like a lot of the times, I dictate what they can watch. So like, ah, can we watch some TV? You can watch this. You can watch Andy Griffith's show, and they'll like get into it. You know what I mean? Um, we did watch one episode of Twilight Zone together, like the early, like the first shit. Uh-huh. They were kind of like, yeah, all right, like Star Trek. They was watching, but um, you know, my oldest reads a ridiculous amount. So she usually self-entertains or she's teaching herself to knit or she's such a nerd, bro. Mm-hmm. Fi- I tell you about the, the club that she made. Mm-mm. She made a fiber arts club at school. Like she initiated like 20 kids into it mm-hmm. and then like knitting, sewing, and crocheting. That's pretty cool. She's always right. making little things. Like, I mean, and I, I feel that like whatever is in my genes to like want to paint and model and mm-hmm. shit like that is like the same fucking creative whatever it is. Same thing I, I want to edit film or do the podcast or whatever. So that one's good. My middle one, um, I guess, you know, her and my youngest play a lot, but they like to go outside and, and run around much, but, like, I don't have that TV thing, but, like, they don't have any loyalty to any kind of toys. I mean, they like yeah, their man. little, they like their little cuddly, you know, what does my wife call them? Fuck. She has, like, a name for fuzzy, cuddly toys, like their plushy baby toys or whatever. What is it? Like stuffed animals? Cut, cuddlies, snuggles, snugglies. <laughs> She's got some special fucking description word. Uh-huh. For, for those kind of things that you buy like babies and shit. They have like, you know, like the little, the little rat looking toys that are like the little, they look like, like hamsters, but they're like people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they have the Star Wars ones. They look like hamsters. Oh, 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 the, the zoo, 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 zoom, zoom, zooms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one collects those. All she does is she collects them and puts them in a plastic container and snaps it shut. Like she just fills slots. <laughs> these zooms, zooms, and like <laughs> stores them away. There's no display quality, no nothing, right? So that's trash. It is trash. Um, you know, yeah, but they don't have any. Lo- they don't have any loyalty. I mean, like mo- we've given away all their Barbie shit here recently. They don't care. They don't play Barbies anymore. We've given away all their My Little Pony stuff a while back. They do. They do Legos, but Legos is one of those things where like they're obsessed with Legos for like two weeks mm. straight, and then six months later they'll get back into it. You know, the only thing that we keep in the house now is those, like, little, like, the big feet, Imaginex, like, Batman stuff, mm-hmm. just for my 
nephew who comes over and like runs in there and plays with the badminton, and they play with him. But you know what's funny thing, dude, about my kids? They could really care less to play with me or whatever unless there's another kid. As soon as there's another kid give me attention, wants me to throw them around, they're mm-hmm. all over me. You know, I'm like, you guys, you guys. My kids love video games. Um, like, and they get into it. Like, they get into Zone out. Like, well, I mean, they get into, like, the story and the lore and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's the only yeah. thing I've ever seen them respond to that way. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, they'll get into Sonic. They'll get into Mario. They want to know about who the Mario villains are, why yeah. they're villains, you know, what happened to this world to make it this way. So, like, I'm, I, I dig that type of shit. Jaina... <coughs> Excuse me. She plays these games. Oh, I can t- tell about Selena. Keep continue this. Like, where I'm like, this is trash. This game is super trash. Like, I, I like, like hear, Flappy Bird. Wait, wait for this. All right. So I hear like her talking, and like there's like different voices and different characters. I like, come out of a room, and they're having like a little adventure. And I come in, and I come into a room. Where I see all this shit that we have bought her over yeah. the course of years. Yeah. Toys and, you know, art stuff and all this shit. And it's everywhere. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm playing bouncy ball family. And it's like <laughs> these eight bouncy balls of different sizes. And there's like a mom bouncy ball and a dad bouncy ball and kid bouncy balls. And then the kids have friends that are kid bouncy balls. And I'm like, Fuck! It's like this. like cannibals, cannibals, cannibals. They sound like cannibals. Well, we have some of those yeah, as well. It's you know? ridiculous. But she's sit, they're sitting up on the bed. They're not involved in the basketball <laughs> family. <clears throat> you know, and and I'm just like, what is missing? Like, and maybe it's a girl thing because I mean, a lot of times when they play, like even when they play with the beanie boos and shit, it's all like mundane shit that the the beanie boos do. Like, you know, they go to school, they study, they take naps. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? Like, they don't go on any real adventure. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, maybe it's a girl thing or maybe it's, uh, you know, art imitating life. <laughs> I don't, my, my kids do love playing with the puppy. Like, they are they go downstairs and, like, get on all fours and, like, chase the puppy around and whatnot. So that's cool. It's funny. It's, it's so much different than my last dog. My last dog was my dog. Like, he followed me around and wherever it was, he just lay down there right next to me. You know, and if I wasn't home, he was down on the front mat by the door waiting for me to come home. When I was home... In bed, he was laying next to me in in bed. This dog is not my dog. Like we go upstairs and he sneaks off and lays in the bed with my middle daughter. Like, dude, we bought the oh so fucking ridiculous, man. So we bought. Have you have you been up to their rooms recently? Mm-mm. We bought these bunk beds, but they're not bunk beds. They're just raised platform beds, mm-hmm. so you can like put a dresser underneath the bed mm-hmm. or a desk or yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like normal. It's like you know it comes up to like my chest, uh-huh. right? But they're taking the mattresses out and they put them underneath. On the floor. So no box spring. They just have mattresses under their bunk beds. They're not even using the top of the bunk. They just want a little shelter to sleep under, <laughs> right? Strange. It's very strange. I don't know why my wife agrees to do this shit. So the dog goes in there and like jumps on the bottom part of the bed because it's right there on the floor, curls up to the ball and wants to stay there. But then he like he never sleep there because he starts moving around and waking her up and then like, you know, an hour later she comes back and lets him in our room, you know. But uh they do they do play with the, the dog a lot. Funny thing with the video game, though, before I forget. So, Selena, for whatever reason, recently has has made this 
made turned the corner on the super sweetness. Mm-hmm. She's just been so sweet. Every mm-hmm. every day I come by, Uncle Adam runs over, gives me a big hug, and wants me to hold her, and wants to tell me about what she's doing in her day. Just, just so cute. I I miss that age, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's like, "Let me show you Sonic." And she's like, "Listen, I'm gonna show you how to play play it, but then you have to make your own profile because you can only use your profile." And I was like, "Oh, I can't use your profile." She's like. That's against the rules. You need to construct your own profile. Or she said something very, I don't know if she used the term construct. Uh-huh. Might as well. It was very technical, you know? And so then we were playing with it, and, she, and I was like, let me try. She's like, wow, you're really good at this. I said, like, I guess you're a good teacher. She's like, I must be. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, <clears throat> yesterday she said to my wife, she was like, my wife was looking like a million bucks yesterday. God damn. And uh, she came up to her and was like, Mm. Something's missing on your wife. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go upstairs. So I was like, okay, and they like go upstairs. She's like, we need, I don't know what earrings. It's earrings, and she like starts looking through the drawers, and she's like, it's these. These is what these earrings here. Are, this is what you mm. need to complete your fashion design. Yeah, that's like her, her, her like thing. You know, she comes downstairs. I mean, she looks like a fucking shit show. I mean, like, you know, different socks. You know, different, you know, she's got a pair of pants with a pair You're of shorts. You're talking about your child now, not your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just funny. She's funny. Hey, kids are funny, man. Um, And then the next one is uh, from Josh. So he said... Uh, he said, uh, welcome back, Joe. Good to have the trio reunited. Here is how you reboot the last reunited. Starfighter. Esports. This could be a professional league for the game Starfighter and teams to four to six compete as pilot and gunner Ooh. teams uh, or tandems. And Centauri is the Earth representative overseer of the Starlighter Le- Starfighter League. And young Alex Rogan is about to complete in his fifth consecutive Starfighter World Championship. Centauri approaches Alex after the tournament and recruits him. There are Starfighter Leagues universe-wide. This is how they recruit new pilots and gunners. What do you guys think? Sounds yeah. Fucking awesome. Hey, man. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds fucking awesome. Sounds really good. Um, nice modern twist. I guess that video game league is still a big it's a big deal. It's so foreign to me. It's almost like I have I have no idea what it is. I did um uh, I know me too. I I wish I could play online. I just can't justify the price. I can't justify putting out that money every month even though it's like 10 or 10. Oh, bucks, oh, like, for I just, the service. I won't I won't take it like it ultimately yeah. won't be worth it for me. No, I agree. I agree. I I you know what, man? I I've reached a point where I think Video games have become too effective and efficient at wasting your time, mm-hmm. and I just I can't justify. I, like, even I know the stories are amazing, man. Like, I really want to play that um, that uh, that new Uncharted that came out, and I've like I'm interested in playing the Tomb Raider that came out. Uh, did that Tomb Raider movie ever come out? It was about to come out. It came out. Okay, was it, it came out. Was it trash? No, they say it's good. Oh, really? Yeah, they say they don't say it's great, but they say it's, it's yeah. worth watching. I, I, I've heard good things about that Ready Player One. I might go check out. Um, anyway, I just can't, I can't I can't do it anymore, man. I rather I rather if I'm going to be spending my time in a hobby, I rather it produce something. I rather have something tangible at the end. <clears throat> I hear you. You know what I mean? I hear you. So we'll we actually do have a little bit of notes. Yeah, I thought we did. Out. Yeah, I posted a couple things. Um, new de- new details for Terminator Six. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see what this is about. So the dude who was Ghost Rider from Marvel's um, Agents of Shield, the guy who played Robbie, um, uh-huh. Hispanic dude, he is going to be the new Terminator. 
Yeah, I'm down. He's, I actually liked him in the in the show. I never watched it. Yeah, he was he he was he was not bad in that show. And this I might be 138 episode 138. Is that, that's what I said. 138. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I um I don't know I don't know enough about any of that to be honest. Like uh, I haven't seen the show. He seems. I mean, he, the look doesn't bother me for a Terminator. No. No, so. and he's he's not as beefy as Arnold, but he can throw 15 pounds of muscle on. Right, right, right. 15 pounds of muscle goes a, a long little way. way. <laughs> um, uh, dude, he's not jacked enough. Dude, nobody's jacked enough. I, like, I think like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type is like... Hey, back in the day? Well, even like, I mean like, I mean like a, a bodybuilder type. Oh, gotcha. You know, to play that gotcha. role. Like physically. Like Hugh Jackman size? No. no. That's, Hugh Jackman's too small? For cable? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cable's a fucking behemoth. I mean, Hugh Jackman got jacked. Yeah, jacked, but not behemoth. Okay. You know, like, I'm talking about a guy who's... You want a power lifter. Yes. Okay. You know, well, let let me say this. I don't want... I don't necessarily... That's not my number one one. My number one one is a talented actor. Gotcha. But if we're going to try to match the size, if that is a goal... Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a big fucking hulking dude. The, pr- the problem with like some, like, unless you talk about guys like like genetic, the Edward, Rock, yeah, like the Rock, the Rock or the Mountain. Most of those big bodybuilders aren't that tall. You know what I mean? Like because they, if they're too long, they can't get that bulky looking. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And then also because we want people to be tall yet the, 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 thick, the bigger, so to speak. Easy does it. <laughs> Steady on, mate. Um, the, 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 the bigger issue for me is the. Um, it's the idea of, you know, the guy, the guy that's really good at juggling may not be good at knife throwing. Gotcha. Know? Like, so you have a guy that's like a, a heavy lifter and a, a hulking man and you know, huge muscle dude. But that's that. Maybe this is a CGI him. That is his talent. You know what I mean? Just left the face and CGI everything else. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, I mean we're getting saying, to the, but I'm saying like like that's his skill. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. the the acting would be a secondary skill. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like that's where the challenge comes in. But where I want the acting to be the primary skill. Yeah, and then the the physical nature be the. Well, secondary I think Brolin's skill. a good choice though. I, I don't think he's a bad choice. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like the way he looks in it. Like I don't like the costume design and just how he looks. Like a yeah, it's it's like it's it's almost too much for me. I know? haven't examined it enough. Like. I haven't seen enough. I mean, I've seen a couple promo pictures, but I haven't examined enough to like really formulate it. We'll see. I want to see the final product. Right. You know what I mean, uh, and, and we're going to, of course. Stan Lee files a twenty million dollar lawsuit. What is that about? Uh, finally, Stan Lee releasing a video stating he's going to sue the ass off people. Now, the creator of Marvel has filed a twenty million dollar lawsuit against ex business manager. Yes. Uh, he says he swindled them out of one point four million. Whoa. Stan's claiming uh, this guy was responsible for having a nurse inject Lee with a syringe and extract his blood to sell the cigarettes. That really happens. Like, that's what he's saying. Wow. Lawsuit states that his ex-business manager uh, bought an $850,000 condo without Stanley's permission and that he also may have forged a $300,000 check. Wow. It just sounds like... But, I mean... Dude, you know, can you imagine what comic book... What do you think comic book fans would do if they get their hands on that guy? Oh, my I, God. I think there's enough <clears throat> loyalty of comic book fans... Like that, they would go and do do harm to that guy. I think so too. I, you know what, what what saddens me though? Not that I would, because that would be illegal. <laughs> right, right, right. And I wouldn't what, commit a felony. What, what saddens me about uh, Stanley? Well, not not Stanley, but just the, how big the comic book industry is now and the, yeah. the mainstream. 
and that Stanley gets to to kind of experience all that, which is awesome. Yeah, but he never get to reap the. Well, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. That Jack Kirby never got that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You that's, know, that's a that's a valid point. And like, it's just it's just a fucking bummer. Well, I, I do think that both Jack and Stan, even if the big last decade didn't happen, were living comfortable enough lives. You know that you know they made they made successful careers off of comic books. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm not taking that away. From yeah, you, of course. I'm just saying that like to see. Just I get how your point. Impact. Yeah. It all how it changed the on, culture. You know, or how the culture has changed. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, we might make sure we don't have anything that's non-Marvel or DC before we continue, and we do not. So let's get into some Marvel stuff, and we have. Uh, X-Men back at Marvel next year, possibly. Yep. That's what it looks yep. like. Um, Fox yep. Studios held a meeting where 21st Century Fox President Peter Rice let it be known that Disney that the Disney purchase of Fox Studios will be completed by the spring-summer of 2019, or at the latest, the end of summer 2019. In addition to the X-Men and Fantastic Four, Disney will also now have the rights to Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Wolverine, Silver Surfer, Galactus, Annihilus, Super Scroll, and the Badoon. And also the Baboon. Lesser known character. <laughs> the deal also sees Disney acquire Fox TV, which includes FX Network shows such as Legion, The Gifted, The Simpsons, Futurama. And wow, nice. Yikes. Nice. That is, dude, it's crazy. I, so my my guess would be that New Mutants does happen, but the Phoenix does not happen. Because New Mutants is is removed enough from the... Where would you put... Okay, from a scale from 1 to 10, if it actually happened, where do you put Gambit? Uh, If Disney takes over? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) If Disney takes over, I don't think that they'll make a Gambit. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think think that... I'm going to hold you to it. (laughs) I don't think... I think that Disney... Oh, I never talked to... Did I talk about that Disney profit thing Mm -mm. last episode? Mm Mm-mm. Um, so I, I watched this breakdown. I gotta find it, but uh, how profits in the movie industry work. It was pretty <laughs> interesting. And this is not to initiate a Star Wars argument. Um, but basically, that even movies like The Last Jedi, they have to make so much fucking money to be profitable based off how much they're purchased for. So, for example, we we don't know what do we know the price that Disney is paying for X Men, no X Men franchise. So they use an example of the four billion dollars that Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm for. Basically, if they had kept that money in the bank, they'd have made five hundred million a year in interest, mm-hmm. right? So every year to break even, they have to have five hundred million dollars of profit from what they do. And profit is is difficult to explain in the movie industry because you have to pay the theaters so much, you have to pay the actors so mm-hmm. much. So basically, they broke down of how much money that, and this is without the the merchandise aspect, which they said the merchandise aspect is down like twenty percent. So that's not helping them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the DVD or the Blu-ray sales have been. They but, debuted at number one. Okay, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. 
But I mean, are Blu-ray and DVD sales making as much as they were? I don't know, and I yeah. don't know what the digital formats are doing. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but basically, when everything was said and done, um, the Force Awakens only profited like two hundred and thirty-eight or two hundred and twenty-eight million. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then by the next physical year, you know, even the DVD sales. But so he didn't have the information for like the DVD sales of like Rogue One or whatever that year. So they might, but like, so it's not quite. You know, Disney really has to produce for Star Wars, and it's like crazy. Like, like his the whole point was it is that people were like, "Oh, a billion dollars, Lucas got fucking railroaded." No, he didn't get railroaded. That's probably you know a really good deal for Lucas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which he gave away like half of it anyway. <clears throat> yeah, you know? he didn't need it because I mean, if he just put the four billion dollars in the bank, never did anything, he'd make five hundred million dollars a year on the average. You mm-hmm. know, interest he didn't rate. need the money. Yeah, of course, he didn't give a fuck. But it was like it was kind of shocking and eye opening about. How much money, like, if you think about it in that terms, how much money these properties have to make, like, Marvel, like, I don't know what Disney paid for Marvel, but Marvel, I'm sure, I wonder if Marvel is more profitable than than Lucasfilm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there's, like, there's so much, though. I mean, like, there's so much money. It's I think it's hard to account for it all, dude. Like, probably. I mean, know, I'm like, sure that Disney's got their sh- their shit tracking. Right. I mean, video games. And yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like apps and fu- you know what I mean. Like it's it's like you can buy anything Star yeah. Wars now, and like yeah. uh, you know the the parks. Like there's the Star Wars. You know the Star Wars yeah, in the yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. is that attraction yep, going to lead yep, to financially? Yep, yep. Like I, I I think that they're probably fine. I I don't. Well, first of all, Disney can afford to make a mistake. Mm. That's you know that's right. That's you know. And but it's like but I think the whole point is is that I'll say this I think we see significant changes if they were unhappy with the production. That was his prediction. He said if he said that Rogue One probably did very well mm-hmm. financially. The Force Awakens probably did 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 well. Uh, the Last Jedi did underperformed where it needed to be. And so there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of pressure on Solo. And basically his prediction if Solo doesn't do well or doesn't and when I say do well, I'm not saying it makes a billion dollars domestically. Right. Solo's already financially a burden because they basically pay twice for the movie. Mm-hmm. So if Solo doesn't do well, he he predicts that they'll see some some changes in the Lucasfilm hierarchy. Kathy Kennedy might be out mm-hmm. or whatever. That's that's the business prediction that, that they would have to do something or the uh the shareholders will probably want some kind of action taken. Mm-hmm. So we'll Yeah, see. I just don't know, man. I, yeah, I, you don't. I, it, and then and then again, this is this guy's humble opinion right sure sure you know? sure you know i i just think that um it's it when you have when you've released three films right yeah and all three of those films enter into like the top money-making movies of all yeah. time like i mean i think to have any projection higher than that is unrealistic well yeah but the thing is is that just because some something makes a no, lot of I, money i understand if I understand. it costs more you know what i mean i understand yeah. that but what i'm saying is like if your ex your expect their expectations may be unreasonable. I, I agree. And that's you know? that's probably his prediction as well. Like like maybe Star Wars wasn't the golden goose Disney thought it was gonna be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if, they, if they might if, if they, if they might have been a platinum goose they were yeah. looking for, you know. You know, and, and maybe they should only pay two billion dollars to Lucas and not four. You know, that that's kinda his point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I mean how and and also Star Wars is one of those properties, like how the fuck do you put a price tag on it? You know what I mean? Right. How the fuck do you do that? You know, I mean, so you, every Mickey Mouse that's sold with a Vader helmet on now. Exactly. All that shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I would just have a very hard time believing that they're, they, they consider it to be like a financial error. Well, sa- but sales, 
again, sales don't mean, you know, sales and profit are a different thing. And the, the other thing is like, what he's saying too, is like, that's such an expensive thing. Even if they're profiting 250 million a year, they could have been profiting 500 million, you know? So even if it's a profit, if it's profit, no, it's it. not necessarily a good business it. choice. Okay. okay. I'm just yeah. saying that I, I, I would find it hard to believe that they're not profit, that they're not doing very well. Yeah. I would find that. I would personally find that hard to believe. Um, New Mutants in an old hat. <laughs> the New Mutants is back to full-fledged horror. It's confirmed that the upcoming X-Men New Mutants movie will be indeed a horror flick. It's basically about these mutants in a facility for damaged mutants. <laughs> it's a real wordsmith. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it's a story about these characters coming to grips with who they are, and it's a horror X-Men movie, which we haven't seen before. I feel like for an X-Men movie, yeah. I think they're going full-fledged horror. Without saying too much, I really don't want to give away too much. What it's about, it's very under wraps, but horror. Too much mutants. Horror. Mutants. Horror. Too much mutants. Horror. Sorry, I got caught in a glitch there. <laughs> but it is, in terms of anything we've seen in the X-Men world, definitely a horror film. It's scarier than anything we've seen in that genre before. I'm down. I think this movie's going to be a piece of shit. Mm. I'm, that's just my prediction. Mm. Like, I'm not getting a good vibe. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, now, why do you think it's going to be a piece of shit? Like, what do you mean by so, piece of shit? So, I, 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 the trailer didn't grab me. Okay. I get, every time I see, like, pictures or stills from it, yeah. I get a very WB thing from it. Okay. There's this pushback for it. There is... Uh, now that they're introducing a new character, introducing a new character, uh, reshoots. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like it's like a whole new storyline. Okay, you know, and then the uh, the I get a WVB vibe from a lot of the imagery that I see. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing about it is a turn on, mm. and there's no. There's now, no if Bailey J was cast as additional character. Would that be a turn on? That's my kind of mutant. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is so funny on so many levels, man. <laughs> but there is, I think, this. There's no linchpin character, yeah. to push it. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like there's like it, but even it, any of the marketing and any of the. I, the I do think that it, this has the potential to be kind of a cult, to yeah. gain like a cult following. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a possibility. But you know what? You know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna enjoy being able to go see a fucking comic book movie. Not to worry about a fucking bunch of kids there. Yeah. Because no, you know what? My Deadpool experience was pretty good. I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of teenagers at this. NC-17. I mean, not NC, if it's R, they have to be 17. Well, I mean, okay. You know what I mean? Like, 17, I, think, I don't want a bunch of 12-year-olds there. No, I don't you think know what I mean? But I think 15, 16, I think you're going to see those folks there. If somebody buys their ticket. Because I feel like, I mean, yeah, not an issue. I, but yeah. I, I feel like this is, I feel like this says teenagers come see my movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's That's... I, I I think that I'm I think I'm outaged. I get the impression that this movie is is not for my age group. Okay. Um. Let me see if there's any more Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> so our next note is Lord of the Kryptonians. Yeah. We're moving on to DC. Um. Peter Jackson possibly <laughs> uh, gonna do. Uh, Man of Steel too. So here, here's here's what this means. It'll be shot in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, Andy Serkis will be in it. He'll be Brainiac. He'll be Mixiplex. Ooh, <laughs> dude, I'd be up for it. Ooh. <laughs> now nah, he's gonna be Brainiac. Um, I mean, if if Peter Jackson is doing this, I'm willing to bet a paycheck 
that the villain will be Brainiac and Andy Serkis will be pa- playing him. So, what say you, sir? I look. Here's my thought. I I think Brainiac is where this they should go. I agree, and I think Brainiac should be tied to that Krypton, to Kryptonian skull. Yes, and I think that will help legitify, legitimize, legitify. Which isn't that works word, too? But it's like it's Spotify, except everything is legit that you listen to. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that it would help legitimize that whole element, which I still think is a little dodgy. Yeah, Man of Steel, yeah. and and it would help world build that entire universe. And then if you add Andy Circus to anything, I mean, I'll, I will watch that man plant seeds. I, I will watch him read the newspaper on the toilet. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so this comes from Boris Kit on Twitter. Boris, who said, "Just heard a crazy rumor. We'll see if it's true about a big director in talks to direct DC uh, EUA film. Hope it's true." Oh, that no, that was Daniel R. And then Boris says, "I didn't want to. I didn't say they weren't adapting Flashpoint. Oh, no, that was other shit." Um. So, DCEU movies can speculate that a big director might be attached to could be Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, possibly David S. Goyer's Green Lantern Corps, or maybe Superman Man of Steel. Another possibility could be a Lobo movie, as Michael Bay was said to be in talks. No. Or how about the Batgirl flick with Jose? I feel like I can't. Recently Departed. Yeah. Or Justice League Dark. Fans have been offering their suggestions, which includes Peter Jackson, Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. So, this is just fan. Fan rumors. Fan rumors. That's how it starts, though, man. Yeah, maybe. All right, um, so I'm gonna say I don't know if I like yeah, I don't know. him for that. I like, what what else has he done recently besides the Hobbits? Um, I don't know. Yeah, let's let's, let's IMDb that yeah. shit. So, um, oh, hold on a second. I uh, can't wait to talk about this next thing. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Let's get back to Peter. Like, I think Peter Jackson's pocket, pocket book, pocket book, is when he is able to do a trilogy and shoot them all at one time. You know what I mean? I think that's where he needs to be. I think that he is a a storyteller that excels on manufacturing a world and given enough time to make that wor- flesh that world out so that everybody's satisfied. So. If they're going to do Man of Steel 2 and Man of Steel 3 and Man of Steel 4 all at the same time, or he's going to do some kind of, you know, Dark Side Wars trilogy, I'm down to talk about that. Mm. I'm down. Or even Green Lantern. Like, I would really be down for that. I would I that's, be down for Green Lantern. Yeah, I think that's more of his pocket. I agree. Now, if they're going to do something where Superman goes out into space, and it's like Space Superman out in space, I'd be okay with that. But the problem with that is, is that, you know, they've already established kind of how his powers come from the Earth's atmosphere and the sun, so they'd have to work out somehow how he maintained his powers out in space. Yeah. And he travels to yellow suns. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in the comic book now, he he stores it up, so he eventually mm-hmm. gets weaker, you know, as he, he's out in space. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't even know where Peter Jackson's head is at these days, you know? Well, like, it's it's a lot thinner than it used to be. Yeah, but... Covered I, with a wild mane of I hair and beard. back, though. Did he? Yeah. Peter Jackson got fat again? No, not... I mean... Let's see. <laughs> Recent pictures of Peter Jackson. Um, yeah, so I don't I, I don't know where his head at, is at either. Um, I think that if it's, it's one of those things where, again, it could be right, or it not, could be not good for him. Uh, so, Holly Berry, uh, she needs uh, to relax. She does need to relax. That's a fact. So, she was... Uh, 
Barry was presenting the award for Outstanding Individual Episode to Master of Nuns, oh, Lena Waithe. Wait up. The last film that he had released was 2014, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Mm. He's working on The Adventure of Tintin, Prisoners of the Sun, which I guess is you know off of the last um, Tintin animated movie that Steven Spielberg did. Mm. And right now he's working on a documentary, Untitled World War One Documentary. So she says... Uh, at the Glad Media Awards, each story builds on the next. It's like that old saying goes, behind every Black Panther is a great Black Catwoman. You know, I've gotten a really bad rap for this role, she continued, and I think Catwoman deserves another goddamn chance. I knew this room would understand when the room applauded and all that shit. Um, That movie is absolute fucking garbage. Yeah, it's real Um, bad. It's dumb as fuck. Yeah, it's dumb as fuck. The suit is trash. It's all trash. Yeah. It is... Arguably the worst superhero movie ever made. Is it worse than Elektra? Yes, definitely. Is it one hundred percent easily? I mean, I mean, let me just go through the repertoire. There are some. All right, if we're saying the, theatrical release superhero superhero yeah. superhero movie, because I've seen some like low budget superhero yeah, movies that are yeah. pretty bad. What is it? What, uh, what about Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider? Better. Okay. What about Ben Affleck, Daredevil? Better. All right, so Elektra? Be- definitely better. Elektra isn't all that bad until it's the like end. It's like end. It gets wild. Yeah, 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 all right, yeah. uh, what about Fantastic Four? Definitely better. All three of them? All three of them. Okay. Especially okay. the second one. Aside what from the stupid a- Galactus, the second one is palatable to me. What about Superman Four: The Search for Peace? I'd have to rewatch, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say better. <laughs> What about because I'm willing to rewatch Batman and Robin? Definitely better. Okay, I'm thinking. Is there anything else out there? Arnold Schwarzenegger's performance alone makes ooh, it easily ooh, better. Ooh, ooh. What about <laughs> Shaq's Steel? Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it to be fair. Haven't seen it. To be Might fair. be better than that one. What about Green Lantern? Green Lantern is better, okay. just based on Sinestro's performance. Okay. Okay. So Steel. What about Meteor Man? Uh, Meteor Man is one hundred thousand percent better. <laughs> Even though it has Bill Cosby in it now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about um? Hmm. Uh, let's just Google worst superhero film. We can, but I'll tell you before we do, we're gonna watch a bit of this. I gotta wait for this ad. Non-skippable. All right. Here we go. Geico. Shout out to Geico. I use them. All right. What are you watching? It's going to be great. Oh, yes. Just bear with the sound effects. All right. Come on. Come on with it. Ooh. All right. Here we go. All right, ready? Yeah. This might we, we might have a winner here. Nineteen ninety six, Pamela Anderson's Barb Wire. I'm gonna say better. All right, all right. Suicide Squad. 
better. Okay, okay. Ghost Rider, we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Superman, ooh, Superman 3 is pretty bad. Blade Trinity, pretty bad. Um, oh, how about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles Lost in Time? Better. Spawn? Better, easily. Oh, Howard the Duck. Better. <laughs> Just his song. Oh, oh, no, we have it. I have this. It's 100%, 100% sure, uh, true. The Spirit. 100, 100%, bro. Look, The Spirit is bad. I would watch it before I watched Catwoman again because of the cinematography. Really? Yeah. The Crow 2 City of Angels. That's Look, the, all right, so here's the problem. With, the Crow 2 City of Angels is not bad in and of itself. What makes it bad is that it's just the crow with different characters. Yeah, okay. Uh, classic Supergirl. A- actually, Holly, like, so this gives in Rotten Tomato order, which uh-huh. I'm not a big fan of. Catwoman 2004 is at 9%. Supergirl 1984 is at 7%. It is the lowest rated. It is. So, all right. So, this is how this is their worst. So, Barbed Wires is, is the least worst, 28% on Rotten Tomato. Batman vs. Superman is 27. Suicide Squad is 26. Green Lantern is 26. Ghost Rider 2007 is 26. Superman 3, 26. Blade Trinity, 25. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 is 22. Spawn is at 19. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance at 17. Howard the Duck is at 15. The Spirit, 14%. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, 12%. Steel, 1997, Shaquille O'Neal, 12%. The Crow City of Angels, 12%. Batman and Robin, 1997, 11%. Electra, 2005, 10%. You're not going to put me in the cooler. Fantastic Four, 2015, 9%. Catwoman, 2004, 9%. And then Supergirl, 1984, 7%. It was really bad, the Supergirl movie. I don't I, I don't want to go back um, and rewatch it. Um, I did, Garbage. Did you see uh, Zack Snyder? Uh, well, first of all, I think Holly Berry uh, should have to come out and make a public apology for comparing Catwoman to Black Panther. I, I would agree. Oh, I'm not defending Holly Berry's comments, but I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Fucking Black Panther. Dude, did you see that Black Jeopardy with uh, T'Challa on Saturday Night Live? Mm-mm. Oh, my God, dude. It's, oh, it's so funny because he, like, he's like he's T'Challa. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like it's like the, ca- the categories are like, you know, oh, hell no, you know, and then like the ones like white people mm-hmm. at the very end. And one of the ones like is like, um, you apply for you you apply for the cable bill in your grandmother's name. And he's like, did it because she is the matriarch to honor her service <laughs> to the family. And he's like, nah. But then the last one is like, he's like, your friend Karen decides to bring her version of potato salad to your picnic. He's like, I think I have this one. He's like, but I have to ask a few questions first. Go ahead. He's like, this Karen. I am assuming that she is Caucasian. Yes. Okay. And even though she wants to bring something to her thing. This potato salad, which I have never had, is this fine, fine, fine. I assuming that she does not season her food very well. Yes, 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 yes. She probably only puts a little bit of salt. Yes, yes. No, no pepper. Yes, yes. No paprika. No, 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 no paprika. Okay, and she would probably add some other ingredient, which is completely unreasonable, like raisins. He's like, yes, yes. Okay, I think I have it. Okay. Oh hell no, Karen! Don't bring your bland ass food here. <laughs> so he's like, that's right. <laughs> I was like, it's so true, man. And then I got to show you this thing, my this my buddy who's Peruvian who put on this who who put on our face chat. But 
is is so fucking true, man. Hold on, let's see if I can find it. I just want I want Bobby to watch it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, I just lost it. God damn it. Okay, ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. It's just called White People. I saw this, but I didn't click on it. It's like the white person, like, not smile, smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the... <laughs> It's like the frowny face smile. <laughs> it's so true, man. Why do we do that shit? There is that like famous meme of like when I say good morning to white people and the guy's like <laughs> <laughs> Um Why do people do why do we white people do that shit, man? And you know what I, I like I I work in a, a pretty large office building and the, the tons of people I don't know who they are and I always do like the, the, like smile like, Hey, good morning, how are you? I you know? say good morning too. And uh just to stop white people from doing that. It starts with the individual. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> but I, that um, shit is true, man. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah. you can't help it. Like, <laughs> um, Did you see that shit that Zack Snyder put out recently about trying to explain some of his imagery in BVS? No. What do you say? Some of it was decent, but there is this one that I was like, all right, buddy. Maybe maybe you need to relax. Okay. He was like, uh, a lot of it was interesting, and I was like, all right, that's cool, that's cool. But then he said the reason why he went with the kryptonite spear was supposed to be like a Jesus symbolism of the spear stabbing. Alleges. Yeah. Um, it's not like you killed someone. But I was listening to this podcast talk about it, yeah. and this guy was like, you know, if he was going to be crafting kryptonite and all this shit, why didn't he just craft it into bullets and shoot him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, I never thought about that. Um, That's true. And then we have uh, a couple of little Star Wars notes, I think. Nothing too crazy. Uh, all the DC stuff is done. One, make sure I don't have this other one. It's just one. Cool. It's just one. So, And it's just fucking bizarre. So Margaret Atwood, I'm not sure if you've heard of this young lady. I have not. All right. I can show her where the wood at. On Friday, when asked about those those comments on Variety's power of women to vent in New York, which is that she she believes that Star Wars might have inspired the oh, 9-11 yeah, yeah. attacks. This woman wrote some bullshit. She said, flying a vehicle into a target to blow it up, okay? Star Wars is fiction, so he gets out, but Japanese kamikaze pilots did the same thing. So it's, a, so it's not a new thing, and it's not an original thought with me. I just thought people already knew that. But I guess some people are so young that they forgot about that. Um, when she, when when pressed, she elaborated. Remember the first one: two guys fly a plane in the middle of something and blow that up. The only difference is in Star Wars, they get away. Right after nine eleven, they hired a bunch of Hollywood screenwriters to tell them how the story might go next. Sci fi writers are very good at this stuff, anticipating future events. They don't all come true, but they're all interesting what if scenarios. That is true. There's a lot of a lot of uh, futurists that predict yes. stuff like that. Yes, yeah, but. I don't think that the trench run inspired the 9-11 terrorist attacks. No, that's attacks. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But the note for this is going to be the Death Star is the seventh building. <laughs> <laughs> it's this building seven. Building seven. Oh, man. All right, then. Speaking of uh, that not like you kill someone, the perfect circle record. Yeah. I had this fond memory. When that song came out, I was working at the Loading Dock, and I was working there with Troy. Yeah. And him and I were talking about songs that we used to sing when we were in chorus. Yeah. That we remember for whatever reason. 
And there is this one that I had that was like, but uh, that Perfect Circle record, Judith had just come out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is this one that I had where it was it was called uh, No School Tomorrow, right? Yeah. And like the song went, "There's no school tomorrow, no school tomorrow, no school tomorrow, cause it snowed, cause it snowed, and there'll be no school." Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And um. And then Troy all of a sudden started laughing, and he was like, pray to Jesus Christ and ask him if there's school tomorrow. He'll say, there is no school for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Troy. You get that guy to interview. Dude, I would love to get Troy involved in this shit, but he won't turn my calls. He won't. I mean, I'll try to call him real quick. (laughs) Let's just call Troy every day that we're on the podcast. podcast Just see if he'll answer. Yeah. He'll probably say some wild shit if he does. Well, I think that is, man. I don't know. Just getting the time? I really don't know. I don't even know if this is his real number anymore. Yeah. Is not in service. Oh, that sucks. If you feel you've received this message in error, please hang up and try your call again later. I try to call him through Facebook. More than one way to skin a cat. You're not going to get out of this that easy, Troy. <laughs> yeah, Facebook Messenger. I've tried. Got. Apparently, I've tried. I said... Troy missed a call from you. Oh, try it again? Yeah, yeah. See what happens. Contact him. I bet she doesn't have the app open. Do you have to have the app open? For I don't work? know. IDK. We'll see what happens. Skullfest is coming up. Yeah, oh, man. my CDL test is coming up. Sweet. When not, is that? Not this coming week, but the following Thursday. Nice. Nice. Troy isn't receiving Please calls. Leave a message. <laughs> Troy, it's Bobby. Give me a call. I would leave something more like, you know, Troy, it's Bobby. I'm making some calls to inform some people of a few things, and here's somebody on the list I thought deserved to know what was going on. Uh, it's something that's not appropriate to leave on a voicemail, but if you Dude. can call me back, I'd appreciate it, man. I hope I see you before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't respond to that, then fuck him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Oh man! So, any plans for this week? Um, no, I have to. Uh, I have to keep studying for the CDL test. I've gotten it. I've got it pretty good. I got to work on my driving. Yeah, like the skills part of my driving. I just haven't had the opportunity to work on it much. But, um, like my pre-trip inspection and stuff. Like I have it. I have it pretty good. We are eleven days away from Infinity War. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, I do have some concerns. I'll probably air this out now, probably mid-May. Uh, my job is going to change again, um, and it's not something I'm looking forward to. But it might be a positive thing because I might be home earlier, like by two thirty ish, so we can get together and record a little bit more frequently with a little a, a better schedule. Yeah. You know, if the kids don't get out till three. 30, you know, and I can get here by 2.30 and knock out, like, at least an hour. Maybe we'll do something like an hour a day. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Switch it up. Well, not an hour every day, of course, because sometimes you're at work. Right. But we'll figure it out. But just so, guys, put that out there. If anything does change in the schedule, you guys know what's going on. So, because I literally don't know what it's going to be like. Basically, I was supposed to do A, and then I got shifted over to B, and I have no idea what I'm going to be responsible for. Yeah. So I made calzones the other day. Did you? Yeah, they were they delicious. Delicious. They were delicious. Delicious. I found that I've been using this new roasted uh, roasted tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. Really? Is it onions and garlic in it? Mm-hmm. Garlic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, surprised. Surprised. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, stopping by and listening to us. I know this is a short one, but you know, sometimes you sometimes maybe, they're short. Hey, maybe we'll do an extra episode. You never know. You got an extra hour last week for our Patreon listeners. Yeah, maybe you get some more. We didn't go into that. We didn't go into that whole pushing people away conversation. You want to do that? We can. I got time. Okay, let's talk about it. All right. How do you feel about things? Um. So we were talking. You thought we were out, and we're back. We're back in. People have already clicked off because they thought it was wrapping up. No, they they see that there's more. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I I think that I do. I I will if I think that there's a potential for me to be isolated by you. I will go ahead and do it now as opposed to hanging on. I'll dump you before you dump me. In a way, yeah. Um, Joe's big into that. We've had that conversation. Yeah, but I also think that. You know, the the majority of the examples that we ran down when we were t- having this conversation, you know, it's definitely, it was, a lot of it was on their end, yeah. not on my end. Like yeah. danger, you know, just stop picking up the phone. Yeah, but there was some, there was some beef involved in that. Yeah. But I mean, it was on, Yeah, you know, I was willing to work past it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I do, I do wonder, because I, with him specifically, mm-hmm. and well, maybe we'll, maybe we shouldn't be talking about doing MCM in a while. But I do feel like he was in this stage of his development. And I made this joke before all the beef happened that he's got all these big feelings he doesn't know what to do with. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think he was a very isolated dude. Mm-hmm. He started coming out in the mix a little bit more. And I think there was a I think there's an aspect of jealousy because I think sometimes when people who don't know what they're missing find out what they're missing and they have a certain they have a certain anger about that, I do feel like they kinda lash out at other people because they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. I don't know if that was his thing, mm-hmm. but I definitely I definitely saw that with him early on. There's a couple things that he got wild with. Wild. Remember he was so fucked up that one time I almost fell on the baby? Like he was like, like we, we were having like a normal chill, like have some wine or whatever, oh, yeah. but he was like staggering fucking drunk, and he almost like just face planted on a baby. <laughs> Like, would have crushed the baby. You remember we had that video of him taking a shit? Yo, oh, dude, I still have it. I still have it. That was, that might have been that same day. Like, he yeah, fell asleep. It probably was. He fell asleep on the toilet. And like we, we had this video of you <laughs> opening up the door. Yeah. And like, you didn't flush the toilet. It stinks down here. <laughs> and then we opened it up again because he fell asleep again. Yeah. Um, he, <clears throat> I think that uh, with him, it was, it was one of those like classic, like the roles of give and take were reversed. And it, it confused the relationship. What do you mean? So like, uh, you know, this is something I learned when I was, when I went to my six sessions of therapy. Yeah. Um, she told me, she was like every, every relationship, you know, your parents, your friends, your kids, your everything. Life is all based on give and take. Yeah. And it's this, this, this element that's built upon experience and whatever. So our whole relationship, Dange and I, like I went and picked Dange up. I yep. went and dropped Angel off. Yep. I went and, you know, if I had lunch, I got him lunch. If I had dinner, I got him dinner. Yeah. If I had a drink, I'd get him a drink. I, you know, and then the one time came where he had, like, that birthday party, and he wanted me to pay, I think it was $40 a ticket or some shit, and then I had to get my wife one. It's $80 yeah, 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 for yeah. this fucking birthday party. And I was like, dude, you're not going to fucking get me in this party? You're going to ask me to spend $80 to come to this fucking party? Yeah. You know, like, I, I fucking, I've spent $80 on you this month. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think he was like, well, you're not going to come to my fucking birthday party? Like, I, I come to all your birthday parties, your kids' birthday parties, and, you know, like, I'm, I'm only asking you to spend $80 to come to my birthday party, but our relationship is built on me putting out the money yeah. and him coming, you know, for, for, this, for the whatever, and we had agreed 
on that yeah. non-verbally that that is the arrangement. So, so when, when that arrangement got conf- got mixed, well, yeah. I was like, no, I'm not putting out. Money. Yeah, when you set a boundary, then it's like, well, that's what our relationship. That's an element of our relationship, what it's built on. So now it's, you're saying, fuck this relationship, you know? Yeah. And I think that that had a, a big part to do with it. Um, and I ended up going to that party with my sister. And do you know paying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't. I think Laura came too. I think it was Laura, myself, my sister. And it was trash. And it wasn't even like, it was, I mean, it was his party, but it was like one of those like club venues where anybody can have a party there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so there's like four or five different people having a party at this yeah. fucking club, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that was the the first crack in the foundation. I mean, that I think that was that was actually more so towards the end. Mm. You know, it was over that event, and then there were some other little things that I, I, don't, I don't. You got mad about some Bill O'Reilly joke you made one time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you were like, because you were saying like, dude, I don't know why he's upset. Like, dude, why that Bill O'Reilly joke? You made some you made some joke about Bill O'Reilly, and like. But it was like one of those, like it was kind of a tab. It was a racy ta- taboo joke, uh-huh. but it was funny. It was good funny. But I think he got he got sensitive about it. Yeah, he, I mean he's he's a sensitive dude. He was, and he I was. talked to him like two years after everything. Yeah, and you know it was a cordial conversation. You know it was yeah. like look, you know this and this and that and that and you know I, like I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can. You know, we can never be what we once were because it's just too much time has passed and too much bad blood. But yeah, like I just, I just want to move on, not fucking hating you. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You're not hating me. And, yeah, <clears throat> and, and you guys achieved that. Yeah, we achieved that. And That's good. No issue ever since. Yeah, you know. So like that was that specific situation. But like you know, the neighbors I did cut off. Um, yeah, the neighbors I cut off because I couldn't. I did. I I think I just did. I didn't know how else to navigate it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I guess we need to preface this because we started talking about it in, in the Patreon spot. Just like, like the behavior, like sometimes we get in these pattern. And like one thing I learned from my many therapy sessions is that, like, not to victim blame. Um, this is not a victim blaming statement, but we seem to find ourselves in the same situations over and over again. It's like we're unconsciously attracted to that kind. Like, so if you have a girlfriend that does X, Y, and Z, and you break up with her you'll find another girlfriend to do that same dumb shit, mm. you know? And if you have friends that do X, Y, Z to you and whatever happens, you'll find new friends to fill that spot who do the same fucking behavior mm. because we kind of get used to it and we, you know, I don't know if it's a sabotage thing, but the reverse is true too. So if you find, if you surround your, yourself with people who want the best for you, mm. then you, you tend to only surround yourself by people who want the best of you. So it's, it's, it's like trying to navigate which of these habits are positive for you and how to, put energy into those positive aspects of it and not like, you know, lose energy to the fucking emotional vampires. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, we were talking about, you know, the way we deal with things, I think sometimes we're on different ends of a spectrum, not opposite ends, you know, but I do think that sometimes I got to come to you and get your perspective of how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's ways that I wouldn't deal with it, and I need your paradigm to navigate my way through. Mm-hmm. And I think the other the other time is opposite, I and mean, opposite is true as well. Sometimes I'm just asking those questions because I do think we like you get so focused, not you specifically, but people, and they get so so, so focused in their own 
perspective of how things are. Sometimes they don't see the other stuff. And I'm getting to that point in my life. I'm like, man, I need to start questioning why I do things and what they mean. Because the older I get, the one constant is looking at what I was a few years ago and be like, dude, you didn't know shit. You know, and I said, no, I'm I'm getting to that part where I'm like, the older I get, the less I believe I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm like, dude, none of us know shit. And it's like, can I... Can I start to try to look with some foresight about some shit's coming down the road so I can possibly be prepared for this shit? You know? I rarely <clears throat> I rarely um expand my focus. Uh-huh. Right. I'm very task oriented. Like I'm yeah. gonna get this done. Yep. And then I will look at that and work on getting that done. And I rarely I rarely can get myself to shift gears and stop what I'm working on to look at something from a larger perspective. It's like, well, maybe if I did this, I could get 40% of everything done. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean that just in terms of getting like this type of shit done, but I mean, even little things like, you know, time with the family here or time, you know, like where where I'm like, no, I'm going to spend my family time after I get this done. And we're going to do two hours of family time. I would do like, well, maybe if I just did this with the family, now I'm doing, but you know what I mean? I rarely approach things that way because I'm so, I, I love to check shit off a list. Yep. You know? Yep. And sometimes I notice that's that's very true. It's actually pretty fucking insightful because sometimes when people bring things to you to like, maybe we can get both done. You're like, Mm-mm, I can't. No, I can't no, no, no. Yeah, I can't it's difficult. It. Yeah, it's fair. You no, know, I mean, I, I probably can if I work on that skill. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But like in the moment, I, I can't even conceptualize. Yeah, it. I guess would that be a fluidity thing? Would that be the correct term? You're not very fluid to things like that maybe i'm i'm a i'm a rigid person yeah yeah so maybe fluidity is the right term you know like uh so very only because like i i think that a lot of i may may have i may have let the pendulum swing too far to the other side what do you mean where i know i've lived life like by the seat of my pants yeah and it leads to disastrous consequences. Oh, so too many of those close con those that, that I've been like, nope, I gotta have every duck yeah, yeah. firmly in a row. Those hard lessons yeah, have left that if I know, don't, because if I don't do this, I'm gonna be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I you feel know? that. But you know, maybe the truth is is to look somewhere in the middle and have a little bit of spontaneity and a little bit of wiggle room. But you know, like even today, like I have today mapped out in my head. I've had it mapped out in my head since last night yeah and it's funny because i think you and i some of our biggest beefs i think is because i am a hell of a lot more spontaneous than you mm-hmm. and you're a hell of a lot rigid and like like my my thing is and like it's the opposite it always works out mm-hmm. you know 99 percent of the time it always works out even this shit i'm getting ready to go to some job thing and i know like inside i'm like fucking panicking because it's not what i want but I know another piece of me, like, dude, listen, you can get in there, and within a month and a half, it's all going to work out. You're going to be fine, you know? So, like, for example, like, when we're trying to coordinate doing stuff, I just like, yeah, the, the opportunity will present. Hey, don't you worry your pretty little head. The opportunity presents yourself. Like, you're like, no! Mm-hmm. We need to fucking carve this thing out, mm-hmm. you know? You know, well, we need to find, we need to, like, no, dude, no, we'll turn Let's the corner. Dude, we'll turn the corner. It'll be there for us, waiting for us. It's fine. Just put the positivity out there in the universe. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, I think that, like, um, I mean, even this, like, the CDL, like, I've, I've been witnessing it. Like, um, you know, like, I've been telling, like, you know, my supervisor and my wife and, like, I need help 
Like yeah. I need, I want, like I got my permit. And yeah, shit expires. Hen, like I need to get this done. Like, yeah, yeah, I need, yeah, I need it. And, oh, it'll trust me. It'll, it'll. Uh, no, and like I trust. I'm trusting. February goes by. Yeah, trusting. March goes by. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. You, I need you to help me understand this. If you can't do it, let me know now. Come find the next one. Yeah. And then I got you. Okay, I'm meeting you here at this time. Yep. This time and this time. And I'm, I need you to donate one hour blocks yep. to do it these three times. I'm going to take the test on this day. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that Laura can watch the kids on that day. Yeah. I'm, can you have a free day on that day to drive with me in case I don't pass and you need to fucking take this thing home? You know, like, you know, like, so, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you know, and, and then, but now it's all lined up. Yeah. You know, and the only thing I don't have worked out is my skills section. Like, you know, like, because there's like three elements to it there's like the walk around. Like the pre-trip inspection, and then there's the uh, skills, like parallel park, back in, all that kind of shit, and then there's driving. Yep. So driving is fine, uh, walk around fine, but the skills, like I, I still need. Yeah. You know, just experience. Yeah. And so, like, you know, that's like, oh, we'll, we'll have time. No. When? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This Sunday and this Thursday, I have available. Are you available? Yes. Okay. We're gonna work on it from this time. To, you know what I mean? And, but like, and now I feel like, like now I feel more comfortable because yeah, I have a yeah. But like, so, there is times, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think that sometimes, like that, that trip that we took to DC was completely spontaneous, yep. and I had a fucking yep. blast. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But so sometimes, it, don't get me wrong, it does work out. I think yeah. that a lot of times, though, and this isn't about you, but just in general in my yeah. life. I can surround myself with people that'll say, I don't know, it'll happen. It'll get done. Yeah. And I'm and and then and then like a month later they're like, Told you it all get done. And I'm like, Yeah, it got done because I planned every fucking thing to you know what I mean? Like that's where I put myself. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Or that's your perception of how it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's and it's funny because my wife and I are the same way. Like we do there is an aspect of kind of floating on the breeze with stuff. Not that we're lazy or we don't get shit done. I mean, I'm a very de- dedicated worker. Mm-hmm. But even like she she's the one who's got to like sit down and write the list of what she does. And then I kind of like in my professional career, I've got like, you know, 16, 17 different things going on right now. And somehow I balance getting them all done without quite tracking, you mm-hmm. know, but there, there do, there are things that like, you know, become more present pressing and like, you know, you got to put something on the side shelf. I just don't, I don't let it bother me. And I think it's because like with my job, there's always like the flavor of the month, mm-hmm. but like your job is like, you guys have to do this, this, and this, and have that that room cleaned by three p.m. Right. before the heavy traffic. Where now I'm doing more, you know, like you know, purchasing and looking at different stuff. So it's like, hey, we might do this, and then you know, work on this, and then hey, do this. Yeah. So you just you got to let shit go, right? Because the shit's just not going to get done because it's no longer. They thought it was going to be more important than it was. Not important. So right. now we move on to the next thing, right? You know, and maybe that's a little bit of your environment enforcing that and then you're because you're wired that way you do well at that and you excel at that and so you keep on becoming more reliable relied upon in that mm-hmm. genre to do your thing so it's 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 very interesting it's very interesting but i you know i i do say like i said before like i i do wonder man like you know what other shit i'm holding on to and like if it's if it's a detriment you know and i'm i'm, I'm trying to review to re- review that, but not be so insightful that you just waste your time constantly asking questions. Mm-hmm. Your questions yeah, yeah, questions. yeah. You know, faith without works. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. But it, you know, it's interesting, and like I, I think that you know, that's one kind of cool thing about 
you know, getting older, I have to admit is you do, I do feel like you start to get more resilient for, for adversity. You know what I mean? Like I do feel like crises that still happen. I feel like they do happen a little bit more infrequently and the impact doesn't seem as great as egregious. You know what I mean? I am. I think that I, like I, until if, you start falling apart when you get real old. I, I like resilient is the word that I would use if I had to describe myself in one word. It would be resilient. Yeah, and I think that I have learned. I think I, I think in in some ways I've been fortunate that like there's always been people that have depended on me. Yeah, and that dependence has kept me from straying too far you know even to say making the ultimate stray you know yeah yeah, yeah. um because i mean, like, I can't do that because this person's life would cease to exist so responsibility suits you well yeah yeah like if if i feel like people are depending on me i will continue to motivate oh that's good you know yeah but if it's if it's if, if it's just up to me it's fuck all like like that's I, I a lot of what i do i do i do because for the I, people, for the people, for the people, whether that's my wife or yeah. my kids or yeah. my grandmother or my father, yeah, or, yeah, you know, I mean, part of me just trying to be a little bit healthier is just to outlive my mother. <laughs> you know I like I mean? it because at the end, of, if there's if this whole fucking China Russia shit jumps off, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the day, yeah. it's going to be cockroaches, Keith Richards, and my mom that survive <laughs> it all. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Oh God, that's crazy. I don't know, man. Do you, um, it's 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 funny though, man. I do feel like my wife and I, luckily enough, we're kind of both on similar evolutionary tracks mm-hmm. with our our stuff, and like I feel like nothing has gotten stale in that aspect. And as we both grown, we've grown together and independently, that supports that. And I do feel very blessed like that. Mm-hmm. I said a guy that I. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I talked to him. His wife, at 27 years, high school sweethearts, out of nowhere. They've got a kid out in college, you know, or graduated college or whatever the fuck. Out of nowhere, just came home one day. She's like, yeah, I want a divorce. And he's like, well, what? He's like, yeah, I just, you know, I just don't think I love you anymore. We got married so young. I just, you know, is this is this all that life is? You know, yada, yada, yada. And, I mean, it wasn't a bad divorce. They didn't, like, go and fight about everything. You know, she didn't take half, as his, half of his shit or his retirement. Um, hmm. But, yeah, that was, like, you know, that was it. It's funny. Uh, real quick, a divorce story that's off off base a little bit. Yeah, hold on one second before you start that. Make sure I didn't fuck. All right, continue. My um, my buddy of mine, yeah. uh, some of his closest friends, are were, like, Lego people. Okay. Like, he was crazy, and his closest friends were actually the little people that come in a Lego. No, they're, they're just really into Legos. <laughs> All right. And, like, they do competitive builds. Yeah. They've won, uh, like, the awards of some of these builds where they give you, like, a solid. Silver, build. gold brick. It's a gold brick. Are you serious? Yeah, it's worth, like, $3,000. <laughs> um, is it a little brick or is it a big brick? $3,000 worth. I guess that's probably, I a, that's probably a little brick. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anyway, they got a divorce. Oh shit! And their main issue in divorce was how to split up the Lego. Really? Yeah, like it was like the main. So did they like are they like one of those people that like glued it together once they built it as a little like, that? I don't know diorama? all that, but I think it was a lot like like. Listen, okay, I want all the blue bricks. I want the furniture. 
Okay, you get the cars. Okay, I get the house. Uh, I get the house, but you can have the such. Okay, okay, well, that's fine. Um, and then I'll take these Legos, and, and you take these Legos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What'd you say, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, and it, but it was a, it was an issue. Everything yeah, else, yeah. completely amicable. But the fucking Lego? That's crazy. No joke. Dude, what if your wife wanted your collection? It would be out of spite. Okay. It, it, like, it, look, if if we ever divorce, yeah, she will be furious. I will have done something to make her so mad. Really? Oh my god. Okay. That's the only way I think that we'd ever get divorced. Okay. Is that if I fuck up so largely? Yeah. You know, I'm talking about like, you know, she we're getting ready to send our kids off to college, and she's like, I checked the funds. I'm gonna have to call a private investigator. I don't know where all the money is, and I'm like. Okay, wait. Let's. I need to sit. I need you to sit down for a minute. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. That yeah. level of fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I she the, would. Take, I spent the weekend with Bailey J. She would fight for everything. <laughs> she would fight for everything. Like you know, like 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 she would let she would let me have she, she would let me have shit that I don't want. Do you know? What oh, I mean? like the like the big knock knock face. Yeah, Do you yeah. Know what I mean, like that's yeah. the Oberon, Lord yeah, of the Forest. That's what she would give me. You know? What okay. I mean? And then she'd be like, "I want all this." <laughs> all this, all that shit in there, the CDs, the music, yeah. the music, oh. I want it all. That's well, where she would fight. She couldn't go for the music because you you actually bought that before you guys got married. I mean, some of it, but I mean, most of it. Yeah. But, like, there is some rule to that shit, too, like how long people have lived together with shit that you had prior to. No, in Maryland, is a, is a assume prenuptial. So anything that you guys owned separately before you came into the marriage... Like so, anything that you bought before that day of marriage and it's your property, she has no claim to it. I'm telling you, she fight so. for it. Oh well, yeah, she could fight for she's it. She's gonna fight yeah, for all yeah. anything that I give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She just, you know, the judge wouldn't necessarily have grounds to give it to her. She'd be cool about the kids, I think. Okay. Like she'd be like, you know, because she would think that that was important for them. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so she'd be cool about the kids, but all this shit. Yeah. She's coming. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't, you know, and, and she'd burn it. Oh. You know. <laughs> fuck it. Or just give it to somebody. Yeah. Give it to somebody you hate. Yeah, she'd give it. Uh, she's, she's getting ready to say something. I should have. God, I'm good. Um, but yeah, oh. she'd, she'd give it to somebody to give me a hard time on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She like, oh, she take your YouTube channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she'd find somebody in you know, a private message them and be like, "Hey, do you, I know you hate Bobby Skullface, but <laughs> do you like the toys he looks at at least? Good. Got good news for you. They're all yours. All I need you to do is pay for shipping." <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, would that be the worst thing she could do to you? N- no. <laughs> no. It's like, you know what I mean? If I find like all these Polaroids are heard of gangbang, Bukaki Condos, I'd be like, yeah, this is worse. <laughs> this, is de- this is definitely worse. She'd mail them to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't. I, I you know, I, I, not that I would ever, not that I would ever, you know, Intentionally and in, with intent to fuck my marriage up or anything like that. Because I, I like you, I feel too much. Like one day, I hope I can live to be the man my wife thinks I am. Mm-hmm. You know, if that that would be a good day. But I, I do think that one day I wish I could be the man my wife thinks I could be. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but I do think like if my my wife's like, hey, if we ever had divorce, I'd just be a crazy cat lady. Like I would never get remarried. I know you. you I'd be stalk. I, I I would be stalking you. I would sabotage any other relationship you ever try to have. My wife would do that. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I would, I would not give up. I'm like, okay, mental <laughs> note. <laughs> Put her body in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, we do have this joke. Because you know, I don't, I don't have a son. 
And so, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're going to go for that boy? I'm like, a second wife. A second wife. Because, like, Babe's like, yeah, I'm shut down. Yeah. He's, yeah. You have to figure that out some of the other, you know. And then there's always a joke like that. We always, if, if we have ever got the divorce, we have like the the air the airport rendezvous for the good old days. You I know? tell you, that, that would fuck my wife up. What's that? Like if she, if she fought for me, took all the collection, yeah. you know, took it all, yeah, burned yeah. it and sent the rest to somebody who hates me. Yeah. Um, If I found some girl, got her pregnant and had a boy, she would be. Oh, over. Oh my god! Yeah, she might lose her fucking mind. <laughs> you know, like she might. What if that was in the pre? What was that was in the divorce? Like, listen, if you let me keep my stuff, I will get a vasectomy. <laughs> like that might be a bargaining chip. I take it. Put that in your put that I in your toolbox. I don't want any more kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't get snipped so, until then. So I get snipped, and I'm like, sucker. I wasn't gonna have them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need them on the podcast. Yeah. To yeah, continue this conversation. Today, yeah, we should have. We should have. So, with that said, <clears throat> I think we're good. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. There, just got your two hours. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, I do feel judged by just if we don't do two hours. Know, just that I one know, comment. I know, I know, I know, I know, he's right. Me too. He's right. Me too. All right, so thank you guys. Appreciate all the uh, support. Make sure you guys go check out our Instagram page. Of course, you guys are probably already watching it. Our Facebook. <laughs> subscribe to us on Facebook and that YouTube channel that we never do anything with. <laughs> that one is the what what, are, what we need to get that guy that converts this shit to to YouTube. Well, Manny's working on doing a bunch of stuff. Cool, cool. Um, so Manny, holler at us. Yeah. Um. So shout out to the rest of our team. We got Joe KW couldn't be here because it's a Sunday. We have uh, Black Philip who shows up every once in a while now, and we have Raul who is killing it, murdering Instagram every day. And then we have Dante helping us out on Facebook, and Manny who's working on a number of projects that we should be launching here pretty soon. And shout out to the Cool Table Network, Enter the Realm. Jisk has been doing like a little breakdown of what the shows are about okay. on Enter the Realm. Yeah. So I'm going to do that real quick. Okay. So we have Enter the Realm, which is like a, a Realm of Collectors, uh, in, you know, sponsored podcast, I guess. And they talk about new toy releases every week, and then they have discussion topics and stuff. And then we have Shattercast Uncut, which is a Transformer podcast that focuses on third party. I'm also on that. We have Beer and Bolters 40K. Oh, I got something to say about that. Okay. So I've been getting a lot of people have been hitting me up about Beer and Boulders 40K. Like, hey man, you need to do the yeah, podcast. So here's my here's my play on that. Hit me up on the the Adam Russman Facebook page, the Nerdy Facebook page. It doesn't matter. We have a, a plethora of different ways to get into it. If you are a 40k or 30k dude, you think that you got equipment and you want to have a conversation about it, let me know. I've got a couple guys in the club that are interested about it. The problem is getting that time squared away. It can be a strictly Skype thing, but I think my angle on it now is going to focus more on the Horus Heresy shit, the lore, the books we're reading, painting tips. The reason, not that it's not going to be any 40K stuff. The problem is, is that my group right now, like 70% of us are all 30K. And the 30% that are 40K are mainly new guys. So it's just, I don't feel like I give a fuck about 40K right now, even though I buy all the fucking books mm-hmm. just for the club, mm-hmm. you know. But I would be willing to entertain a you know enterprise in regards to getting around and, and talking 30K while we paint or do whatever or, you know, Games Workshop games as it is. Because I do miss that avenue, and I do feel like it keeps on creeping into this podcast. Mm-hmm. And when, I, when I'm talking about it, I want to talk more about it, but I don't want to talk about it all on their race. I don't feel like it's appropriate f- for them. So I say that to say this, that the five to 10 minutes I have to talk about 40K stuff on this podcast is easily worth an hour of what I want to talk about it. So 
holler at your boy. Okay. Make it happen. Plastic Fanatics, which they talk about toy news, and then they do a breakdown of something, uh, some cartoon or toy series every week. And then we have Stasis Lock, which is it's, uh, it's about something. I don't recall. <laughs> and then we have Toy Detox, which talks about um, – how well dressed Mickey is nowadays? Yeah, well, they've they've uh, they haven't had Tyler on recently, which has been a, a bummer. Uh, but they've had uh, Spiros and uh, Afote on, and Yule, uh, and Yule's has some pretty interesting insight because Yule is a, a wealth of knowledge for a lot of comic book shit. That's like interesting to me that like just how well he's he quite remembers the too. all the books. That he's, he's quite read. the traveler. Yeah. Continue. <clears throat> did he finish his journey? He did. Okay, and then we have. Uh, eight I don't know weeks, if he's coming or going though, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, and then we have <laughs> building up to it, which is a Lego show. Uh, so are we gonna are we gonna chisel the eight weeks out? And no, no, no. That's a, these it? are the originators. Okay, I'm, yeah. done. I'm uh, done. And then we have breaking the mold, which is a discussion based show. They have a different discussion every week. Their last episode, which I mentioned on last week's Nerd Rage, was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, fresh communication, which talks about video games and uh, music. They do like the first. Well, they talk about some toy stuff too, but they do like the first hour. On like nerd stuff and video game stuff, present and then the second hour they like take one album, yeah, and break it down and deconstruct it. Maybe they, yeah, they talk about their opinions on it. They play a couple songs off of it and stuff. Um, it's two guys similar to us with their lifelong friends, cool. and they have a really good rapport with one another. Um, and then like one of their like running gags, which I think is pretty funny, is the one, the one dude like you know like doesn't listen to any other shows on the cool table. Like he's, yeah, he's just along for the ride. And yeah, so they make him try to shout out all the shows at the end. <laughs> Like the ah, toy toy detox <laughs> into the realm of collectors. Hey, hey my man, <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling. I, know you should do a show together. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Oh man, maybe we should start a show together. I know, that's what I just said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that, those are, those are the shows. So you know, they're all they're all. I mean, most most people that get into one end up getting to another, and I think most of our listener base ends up listening to like three or four a week. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's cool. You know, it's fucked up, and I feel guilty about this. I don't even have time to listen to, to Nerd Rage anymore. Yeah. I, used to, I used to re-listen to it just to, like to know what we're doing, but I have I have faith enough in us now that we're doing okay. Yeah, I think I think now that the sound is good, I don't always. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys, we appreciate that again, and also check out the Patreon account. And uh, there's some good stuff coming out there weekly by weekly. You get the show as soon as we're done uh, recording it, we post it up. So sometimes you get like a week early. Yeah. Um, and then you also get uh, some extra bonus shit that we do during the week. Um, there's some videos that Bobby does with some detox. I've had some requests for Dio painting stuff. video, uh, detox, <laughs> funny, Dio stuff and in then, the detox. And, and, and then, uh, and sometimes Billy's. Yeah. 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 And then we do one extra show a month. Um, sometimes it's just a talk segment. Sometimes it's a commentary. Sometimes it's something but yep. that's for the, the $10 level. All right, guys. And with that, great tits. Tight dick player. <laughs>